Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Oh, I do. Well, no, actually, you don't, Van, because normally we're at O'Neill's on Thursday, but it's Wednesday, Albuquerque. And I know what that means. Okay, so you do know. So I, still, I still know what that all means. All right, let them know what that means. The boys are here. The boys are here. The boys are live at O'Neill's. We're at the Northeast Heights ones. That's the intersection of Juan Tabot and across from Lowe's. Next to Define Fitness. There you go. That's where it's at. Hey, everybody knows where O'Neill, O'Neill's is already, bro. Come on. They do. They don't even tell me. You don't need landmarks. Nah, this know. is the landmark. Yeah, well, here, here's what. Just text me, and I'll drop you a pen. That's what I say. Just come out and hang out with your boys. We're here 4 to 7. We got a full guest list today. Friends of the show every hour of the program, so you're going to tune in with us. Uh, we know our loyalties live. We're no Tyreek Hill. We know, we know who we got here. We're no turncoat Tyreek Hills. We know exactly what it takes to be a team player on, like, that, that Tyreek Hill. Man, I know that's, gonna, that's a developing story. What's the developing story? It, it is a developing story that Tyreek Hill just got traded to the Dolphins today. Sure. But friggin' why? Friggin' why? <laughs> I just, why would you get rid of Tyreek Hill? Oh, figure it out. I am Fred Solo alongside me. It's Van Nunley. Van, are you okay today? Because of Tyreek Hill, I just I know I'm just running through. I just I'm checking your mental health guy. We're doing a mental health check. Right oh, a mental health check in. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing good, my friend. Okay. I mean, I mean you know me slightly above average. You're at a solid six. You're at O'Neill's. You got that going for you. I know you enjoy that energy as it relates to the day. Michael Vital back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. Michael, how are you? Pretty good. Looked like it was snowing earlier today, and now it's all melted, and we're ready for spring. Right, what do you mean? What do you mean? Look like? I mean, it was snowing. Like, yeah, we it was saw snowing it down snowing. here in downtown. It was about three inches. It's this, I mean, I, I already told you, it's this lousy smarch weather. <laughs> I'm over smarch weather. Please let this be the last one. Then no, it is. We not. were just talking about the schizophrenic weather yesterday. Right? What are you? And, then it, it? and then it goes and ups its game, and just snows out of nowhere. I I thought two weeks ago during spring forward daylight savings time, by the way, congratulations to the United States Senate on passing a bill that would abolish daylight savings time as it's one of the most hated things of my entire life, unlike yesterday when they're trying to approve Supreme Court justices and Ted Cruz is asking if babies are racist. What? I've met a couple racist babies. I don't know if I've been able. You're thinking of puppies. You're thinking of puppies, man. Puppies are traditionally racist. Well, yeah, my, my dog, my older one, the Beagle, 16-year-old Beagle, he's racist. And I didn't teach him that. No, that's a, that's a dog thing. Yeah, some dogs are just racist. Yeah, well, it's messed up. Right, well, babies are and not. And ironically, it's against Asians, which is like my favorite culture. Did, you can't just name a single culture and call it your favorite. That is racism. You just admitted to being a racist. Racism is using a position of power to hold down one race in particular. I am raising them up because I love Asian, Asian culture. Yeah, but that if you love one thing, you have to hate another. I learned that during the Coca-Cola Wars. Ah, the old yin and yang. Yeah, huh? everyone knows that. 
See, I, I don't think that to be true. I like the Beatles and the Stones. Said, I like Biggie and Tupac. Said no one ever. Yeah, said, it's me. Said someone that doesn't really know the whole story. Live at O'Neill's today. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, I need his whole story. I know he don't care about winning. He only care about money, and that's what me and Tyreek Hill actually have in common. Kim Kirshner will join us at 4.30. We're going to talk Locker 5.05, and they had a big fundraiser this past weekend, so we're going we're gonna to tip our St. Louis Cardinals caps to them today. We'll enjoy that. John Lopez will join us at 5 o'clock. We're going to talk about what's going on in the market because I'm currently looking for an apartment, and here's the deal. Okay. okay? What's the deal? It's stupid to look for an apartment. you got to buy a home. I've been looking for an apartment. I was like, listen, I just need a temporary thing. Me and my lady, we're thinking about taking the next step. I got to ease into some stuff. Life is all around me. Nope. Stupid. Just go buy a house. John Lopez is going to explain to you why you should do that at 530 New Mexico United Sergio Rivas. And you know why? He wants the drip. He's going to score this weekend. That's what I'm telling you. The he two- is going to get a goal, and mm-hmm. United are going to win this the weekend. The two-man on drip is a real thing. Ask Harry Schwartz. And it's – a positive thing when we say two men on drip. What, how else would you describe it's it? It's not something that you take azithromycin for. What is that? It is a positive thing. What, all right, first of all, if you're positive with the drip, that is good. Because nasal. we have yes. that. Oh, it's for nasals? Is that what you said, Michael? Nasal, nasal drip. Well, I mean, but, that's not what I no, used it I mean, for historically. No, this, is, <laughs> this is more Ric Flair-esque, ah. yes, uh, this drip. More Charlie Sheen-esque. Because the last time we were here live at O'Neill's, Harry Schwartz joined us on the program. That is correct. And then he coincidentally or drippily went and scored his very first professional goal ever and united won and well, of course well of course they won they're playing el paso and we can go down that road Ugh. with sergio rivas when he gets here also hometown boy so we're very excited about that duke city gladiator season's back fan <laughs> very excited about that as well delo davis star wideout and number zero agent zero baby he's gonna jo- well i think that's already taken that's already that was already Gilbert Arenas' Two nickname. decades ago. No, you have to come up with a new one. Like, it's, like, if you were to say Agent Zero, I would say, ah. It's a good one. I got you. Yeah, it's a good one. So, Dello Davis one. will be here, and uh, a little surprise to us in the program, and we're excited for the friends of the show. First time, Dexter Reese is going to be joining us as well. He is, uh, well, he lays the hurt. So he he lays wood. Yeah, he's a guy who defensive captain who goes hard, and that is going to be something. Also, a big change to the Gladiators lineup this weekend. As uh, you know, I'm just going to say it the way it is. Arizona, I watched it. I watched it happening live. Arizona took a shot, cheap shot at my boy Nate Davis. Arizona went at the knees of my boy Nate Davis, and my boy's got a little bit of an issue in his lower <laughs> half, and they're going to play Ramon Atkins this weekend. And you're like, Fred, who is Ramon Atkins? Let me tell you, he played for my New Mexico Highlands University all last season, and he is a stud quarterback. And for the Gladiators to be able to bring him in and make a big impact is a huge deal. And I thought, should we call Ramon? Should we have him on the show? Should we do that thing? No, it's game week. I'm not going to distract my boy. No. I'm going to let him get ready. But I he's call got, he's knee-deep in that playbook. He, of course he is. Yeah. And here's the only playbook you need with Ramon Atkins. Hike, go. Yeah. Yeah, because boy can sling it. He can run it. He can tuck it. He's smart as a whistle. So let's bring on New Mexico Highlands University head coach Ron Hudson in the 6 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about Ramon and the impact that he's going to have with the Gladiators. And we'll be able to let Dello ask a couple questions like, hey, what route runs best? I mean, am I good on a slant? What about an out? What about a five-yard comeback? Like, what's the deal here, coach? So it should be a pretty good little segment with them. Tiger Kill hates you, and he hates you as a Chiefs fan. Try to convince me otherwise. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear what's going to happen with the fallout of that. Like, why do you want to run away from Patrick Mahomes? <sighs> why do you not want him to be your teammate? He's nope. Patrick Mahomes. There's 120 
reasons if you put a million behind that sentence. There's 120 million reasons. That's kind of got to be the reason, right? Got to be. The Chiefs got to be. The Chiefs, I mean, they were negotiating his contract extension for two weeks, and apparently they're at an impasse instead of like, hey, yeah. you know, let's pick this up. The impasse is that the state of Missouri, where the Kansas City Chiefs are, has income tax, and Florida doesn't. There's the impasse. It's over. <laughs> and the fact that the future of the Chiefs is Mahomes, not Hill. Okay. Now, the future of the Chiefs was the, the, two years ago. The future of the Chiefs is having Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. The future of the Chiefs is, um, all right, Chiefs fans, to save time, crank your heads all the way back and put the back of your skull to the top of the back of your neck so you can look up at the standings at the Chargers and the Rangers, at the Raiders and the Broncos. That's what you need to do is just look straight up in the air at the three quarterbacks that are better than you and the three teams that are better than you, Kansas City Chiefs. And I would love to see the paper trail of text messages or emails that Patrick Mahomes sent to the front office. Besides Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, that is the most prolific touchdown combo in the NFL since he entered the league. Only Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have more touchdowns than Mahomes and Hill. Also, and I want to make sure this is very clear, does not matter. What doesn't matter? Tyreek Hill. None of that matters to him. He does not care about any legacy. He does not care about winning. He does not care about ships. He's already got one. Here's what he cares about. All of the dollar bills and beautiful Cuban women. South Beach, baby. Yes. it's not. You know where you want to take your talents? South Beach. Let me not denigrate the great city okay. of Kansas City. But Miami is a giant upgrade. You know the It is a giant upgrade. The most fountains in the entire world over per bo- over both Missouri and Kansas. I don't care which Kansas City, which side of the river you live on. Miami is better than both of them combined. Oh my gosh, it's better than both states combined. Yes. Yeah. If you were to be like Kansas, okay, yeah, I am in the world's largest rocking chair. That sounds like a cool thing. I think I will check that out. No. 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 Just go to the beach, bro. Go to, or anything. Have you been to South Beach? Yes. It's a magical the, place. When I think of it, I've, I can taste it in my mouth because it tastes like fun. Aside from some pretty epic levels of douchebaggery, okay. there's no better place than South Beach. You're correct. You're a thousand percent correct. And I was going to be like, well, Hawaii, man. Well, here's the problem. Things cost a lot there because it's hard to get it. It's not part of the 48 continuous states. It's not an option for Tyreek Hill. Well. Unless he has some eligibility left and goes back to the University of Hawaii. They don't have have a football program no more. Their stadium fell apart. Okay. I would say Miami is at or near the most desirable place in the country. I would say $120 million for your day job is at or near the most desirable desirable amount of money for a day job and i would say getting out of the powerhouse afc west is the most desirable decision yes for a football player in the history of all football so i i am in on this plan not just once not just twice but a thousand times over he's smart he's wicked smart also and i want to be very clear on this kansas city please, Chiefs fans. please be clear Tyreek Hill does not care about you or your damn kids. Never did. Never did. Nope. You are an idiot for thinking that he did. Tyreek Hill cares about Tyreek Hill. Like, even Russell Wilson left the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, like, would just go to hospitals and not tell anybody. Yeah. 
sports fan. Mm-hmm. Just be a fan. It's entertainment. Enjoy the game. These players do not care about you. Now let's get Michael's other opinion. Michael, go. <laughs> Um, let's see if Mahomes can build any more future NFL wide receiver stars with the draft capital they got coming in. They're just going to sign Jarvis Landry and a healed up but still bum knee Odell Beckham Jr., and that's going to be their, reci- their receiving court. Also, Sammy Watkins will resign. And poor Devontae Adams got like the best return of a trade in the history of the NFL for two minutes, a first and a second rounder. And then he gets the biggest contract in the history of NFL for a wide receiver. And he gets to sit on that for less than a week. And Tyreek Hills, here, hold my margarita. The, yeah, <laughs> hold my hurricane. The NFL teams care less about draft picks than Tyreek Hill cares about your kids. He got five draft picks. He got Devontae Adams Hall yeah. plus three more draft there, picks. He got Devontae Adams money plus three more million a year. There will be a point five weeks from now when Tyreek Hill could walk, if he wanted to, back into the Kansas City Chiefs front office, sit down in the draft room with five individuals and say, I am worth all of you. The five of you combined are barely worth me. (laughs) And that is a powerful statement, and I love everything about it. It's pretty cool for a guy that's two inches shorter than me. (laughs) (laughs) Do some cool things. Yeah. Uh, NFL offseason is on crack. We're going to talk about that. I often feel like I'm on crack when I'm drinking New Mexico Penny on coffee, Van. I do it every single morning. Hits me with caffeine. Hits you. Hits me good. I got the, the so I got flavor, the, though. All right, the so flavor is where it's at You know, me. I'm not a K-cup guy. I'm a grounds guy or whatever. Same. But I had a handful of K-cups because I thought I gave them all to Mike Vitale. I did not give them all to Mike Vitale. I was cracking them up, putting them in my regular drip drop or whatever there. Anyway, he's been killing Pinion coffee all week long on a lousy smarch day. It's beautiful now. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Inc. Back live at O'Neill's. We're in the Northeast Heights. If you're on spring break because you're a teacher, come out. I feel there's like a teacher fest going on here. And if you are going to come out, you better hurry because this place fills up right at 5 o'clock. And you better hurry because I just ordered the today's special, the chicken fried steak. Mm. So there's one less chicken fried steaks. Also, do I need that? No. Do I want it? Yes, real bad. I want to put it in my mouth. Well, in about 42 minutes, there's going to be one less O'Neill's Red. But I, th- I think they have significantly more of those than chicken fried steak. By ounce or liter? Yes. So, I know we haven't really talked about this on air. I have a real strong issue with the difference and, like, metric and standard measurements. Have I talked to you about this? Please do. I only like non-traditional forms of measurement. Oh, sure. Yeah. So Like, like if banana for scale. What? <laughs> you never seen that before? A banana? You take a picture. Everyone knows what size a banana is. Correct. You take a picture of something. The person you're sending it to is not sure what size it actually is. You put a banana next to it. Yeah, but, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you, know you how you can big. use that for your non-traditional measurements from now on. Why well, I don't always have access to a banana. Wait, what? Yeah, so my here I got one right here. For instance, my chicken fried steak, I'm identifying as palm size. Really? I hope it's bigger than a palm. Well, I have a bigger palm than you. I hope it's bigger than your palm as well. This is a huge palm. It's like a, I mean, this is not a tree, like but just this is the a, inside of your palm, or like your fingers to the palm. Yeah, absolutely. The finger spread. Okay, well that's a good chicken fried steak. When you, hold, when you hold a basketball in one hand, what do you call that? 
palming. Okay, so that's what it is. But this is the palm, the inner part. These are fingers. If I pick up a chicken fried steak with my palm, okay, do I believe it will eclipse the fleshy, meaty, like center handery point, or do I think it'll be all fingy boys? If you palm a chicken fried steak, it's going to slide out of your hands, and you're going to ruin your chicken fried steak. First off, let's talk about the logistics of that. I didn't even think to ask if there was green chili on it, and I should have done that. Oh, no. Because this is New Mexico, and that was not a good forethought by me. Whoopsie. <sighs> Stefan Diggs tweeted, what the hell's going on here? He says... <laughs> 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 He deleted it, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. We're a, a little bit like right now, like we're all a little bit Stefan Diggs right now. Like, what is going on with wide receiver money? The Adams deal doesn't even look that big right now anymore. It's three more million a year. No, but than it's the not. previous record of last week. What are you talking about, Hill? Yeah, Hill, yeah, yeah. Hill yeah. to Devonte. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. Cooper Cup at 15 and a half is a steal. Oh my god. Oh yeah, big time. Like, there's there's a whole market here that I don't know if the NFL was ready for. I don't think they could keep up with it. Is that the new is that the new plan? You get your wide receiver to keep forever, and you just bring in a new quarterback every two years? Because quarterbacks are they're the opposite of loyal. There's like, what, six or seven that are for sure winners? Then after that, they're pretty interchangeable. What's the longest 10-year quarterback? The Rodgers. One team. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers now. Brady oh, was, God. Was. He's a, he's a nut. not Brady. Brady's only been in his team for like two years. No, but I'm just saying in the past with the Patriots. With Patriots. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. I think Matt Ryan. No, he, he gone. That's what I'm saying. He, he, he was about 12 years. Yeah. I think he was 14. There's one guy, wow. Aaron Rodgers, and the rest of them are none. I, I'm not trying to like overreact. I think it's Kirk Cousins. Besides Aaron Rodgers? Like, who else would it be? That's just off the top of my head. I think it's Kirk Cousins. At the end of Kirk Cousins' career, like, if you, you he's going to ha- only played for two teams. Obviously, we're on radio, and you can't see me unless you're on our Facebook live stream right now. Yeah, which, Tune I mean, in on or yeah, at TalkABQ. I'm making like a really squinty face because I'm thinking really hard. You might be right, Fred. That's what I'm telling you. And that's only like, what, six years for Kirk Cousins? I, I would have to look it up. Vital, do you have in front of you, because I'm live streaming on my device, do you have in front of you how many years Kirk Cousins has played for his team? Because I don't know who else it would be. No, I don't have a right David Carr, hand. maybe? I think it would be Car- Carr's longer. Carr than, has uh, been there longer. Yeah, yeah. so David yeah, Carr. Yeah, okay. big time. It's just, it don't matter anymore. You don't need to be a quarterback for one team anymore. That's not a thing that matters. No, because of the market value changes. Yeah, well, I tell you what I think really changes is the coaching. Because now you can scheme guys who are five foot nothing but can pump their legs fast into open situations. And what do you do? You just got to get it to them. Like, and I know everyone, especially in this station, Tyree Hill, he's, he's tremendous because Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is garbage. Patrick Mahomes is not good. Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey. But you're also very wrong. No, I am not. He can throw the ball left-handed, too. He, no. <laughs> he is a turnover machine. He's embarrassing. Oh, here he's it comes. He's the absolute worst. All right, so just delivered to us live on air is my that chicken does, fried steak. does not seem to be any green chili. It does look palm size. 
Also, came with some sprouts, so I'm excited about this Slightly bigger one. than your actual palm. Excited about this one. Not the breadth of your hand. I need you to look at me right now and say, Patrick Mahomes is as good of a quarterback with his number one wide receiver, Jarvis Langendry. And that's uh, he's got all he's got he's got Mecole Hardman now. That's all that's all he's down to. What's that guy's name? Because Robinson left and now Hill is gone. Oh yeah. He's the problem. You know he's the problem because he's got a nuts girlfriend. Fiance wife. They don't want to deal with his girlfriend, no. they don't want to deal with his brother either. You, you're talking specifically about that. I'm talking about the idea. The guy who allows himself to have the crazy wife, he's got a bunch of other problems too, and everyone else sees it. But okay. Play on the field. Besides Rodgers and Brady. Passable. Hard five. Patrick Mahomes would be my first pick to have on my team. For what? As far as crazy girlfriend, crazy brother, and just a ridiculously annoying voice, Patrick Mahomes takes the cake on those as well. Hey, hey, Tyreek, you ready to go win another Super Bowl? Uh, No, I'm ready to (laughs) go to Miami. I don't want to be here. I don't like your Whataburgers. Tyreek, you're only going to leave me for the beach? We, why did you open <laughs> so many Whataburgers here? You can never leave. You're stuck here now because you opened 25 Whataburgers. And you got 50 big boy restaurants. Where are those at? Are those all in Kansas City? Those, those are in the Midwest. I don't know if it's <sighs> Kansas City, but they're everywhere in the Midwest. It is stupid. Star of TV and radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega, confirmed your Derek Carr. It's Derek Carr. It's Derek yeah, Carr. Yeah, it's Carr. Besides Aaron Rodgers, yeah. it's Carr. Because that's where God told him to go. So he's going to stay there forever. I wouldn't leave Las Vegas. Las Vegas would be a very close choice Tradi- after Miami. Traditionally, leaving Las Vegas, not that successful. Like it's gross or? It's a film reference. I yeah, know. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, like it, it's, yeah. a, it's gross in the theaters is what was my, was my reference. I was a, referencing your reference. There's a movie called Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, sure. Uh, pretty the, little film. Nick Cage and the Flying Elvises. It's got a, it's got a young Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no Raising Arizona. Also a young Nicolas Cage. But, uh, yeah. Nicolas Cage is starring as Nick Cage in a new movie about Nick Cage. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Not making that up at all. It, the varsity of Nick Cage movies today? From Let's the text, put that on the back burner. From the texter, Aaron Rodgers has been in Green Bay 16 years. Yeah, no, Aaron Rodgers aside is where we're going. And also, the Aaron Rodgers being in Green Bay for 16 years, there's actually, because he has a split personality, there's two Aaron Rodgers. There's Aaron Rodgers pre what he is now, which is the worst, and then the really good one for a long time. So I'm actually going to say it's a new Aaron Rodgers there. You're talking about Dr. Aaron Rodgers? Yes. He doc, who got his doctorate from the University of Jeopardy. Pandemic expert Aaron Rodgers? Is that the one you're referring to? He just won back-to-back MVPs, by the way, if you forgot. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy. I wasn't paying attention to his MVPs because I was watching him study his Ph.D., of not understanding how vaccines work. That's very true. And punch karma. <laughs> and punch a karma. Yeah. <laughs> and essential oil enemas. Let's go to break so I can eat my uh, chicken fried steak, which is the special today at O'Neill's. Comes with sprouts, and uh, these look like potatoes that have been mashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a beautiful little swirl, too. Oh, look at that. Th- this is done very well. Yeah, that's yeah, very this, nice. The presentation on this You is, think that's just for you or for everybody? I identify myself as special, but I know they treat everyone special here. That's good.
Whenever we get back, Kim Kirshen will join us from Locker 505. We're going to talk about the success they had this past weekend at their big clothing drive and the upcoming golf tournament. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. During the break, live here to O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights, where we're about 27 minutes away from the patio just filling out because lousy smarts weather can't be affected by this beautiful setting. I started eating my chicken fried. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, boys. Did you endorse it? It's pretty good. Everybody I, should come down the O'Neill's in the Heights and get some uh, chicken fried steak while it lasts. I would put this. What you're saying. I would. I would say please. I would say. I would, first, I would drive to O'Neill's. Uh-huh. I would gather all my friends and family. I would drive to O'Neill's. It's a good idea. And then I would say, please put one chicken fried steak in my mouth. That's how you order things. That's how I, I do do that. Mm-hmm. Joining us on the program. You said doo-doo. Thank you. <laughs> and the peanut gallery is with us. Kim Kirshen of Locker 505. Kim, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am well, boys. It's nice to see you. How was your time at the Hinkle Fun Center on Saturday, last Saturday, whenever you got a billion dollars worth of donations? Yeah, we got 16,000 pounds. What? So 16,000 pounds. Like, I don't know how much that is. That's eight like tons. Eight, it's eight tons, yeah. Oh, wait. It's, about eight, it's a little over eight tons. So that's, that's two satchels of banana. 16,000 pounds would be about... 338,000 bananas, I think. 16,000 pounds, I think, is 300 Tony Gwynn's. I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> Tony Gwynn Look, look that one up. <laughs> that was a Tony Gwynn diss, if you didn't yes, notice that. Yeah. I'm so good at non-traditional forms of measurement. <laughs> Can we, uh, seriously, though, 16,000 pounds delivered to you at the Hinkle Family Center? Yes, and last year we had 10,000 pounds so we beat it by over six thousand pounds this there you year go. So, so it's wh- fabulous what kind of items were donated we know everything from you know gently used shoes which we take to new underwear to um, some prom dresses and suits and stuff that we're going to take up to uh, new mexico highlands in in april Ooh, that's pretty good so yep so um just a little bit of everything some toys some books for the kids um, people were very, very generous, and we were just had our socks knocked off. So we, to speak, oh with, you uh, knew how ah, very nice, <laughs> yeah. very nice. Mm-hmm. Been you, hanging out with you guys too much. Uh, you knew it was going to be a good day because you brought a friggin' shipping container. Yes, out there. Like the, it's not like you had like suitcases or Walmart bags of clothes. You had a shipping container. Full. Well, yeah. So it's the recycle bins mm. that um, keep Albuquerque Beautiful uses or the solid waste department. They clean one out for us and stuff. And sometimes we've even gotten ones that are totally repainted and Ooh. stuff. Yeah. So they're really good to us. Make sure everything's really clean and stuff. And uh, they had to they kind of freaked out at the end. It was like, oh, my God, we're getting so much stuff. Quick, run, go get another one. So it wasn't quite as clean as the first one. Oh, no. So they had to go down, and it was so one and a half of those oh, my. filled. Yes. Like, and does it kind of look like a roll-off dumpster? It's like yes. that big of a yeah. Yeah, okay. it's it is huge. huge. That's yeah, super sweet. They're really, they're really big. And so um, we have a room, a 10 by 10 um, room that is literally full to the ceiling, literally. My staff is so glad to have this week off. Um, we emptied it on Monday, and uh, so that's full. And then we have another room partially filled um, with clothing. So we are so excited to – I had had to push them out the door because they were ready to start digging in and seeing what we had for the kids and stuff. But and so percent-wise, likely how much of are you going to be able to give – 
to the children that you help with the program? Probably between 50 and 70. It always kind of yeah. depends on, you know, things. But remember, Fred, we're really good about taking things to other places. Mm-hmm. So if we can't use it, we find a place that will use it. So we're pretty conscientious about those types of things and making sure nothing gets thrown in the trash in our place. And so, it's a lot of year-round apparel, too. So it's not necessarily right. you'll give it all out this spring, but you'll hold on to it till the summer or the fall or next right. winter or whatever. Right, yeah. We have storage. We'll keep things. You know, it's kind of like your closet at home. You know, well, maybe not yours, but it, right. maybe your ladies that you, you take winter stuff out and put in summer, spring, summer. And then, you you know, so we cycle through. Yeah, I definitely don't do that. Yeah, I know you don't. No, I'm pretty sure. So, um, so out of don't. out of your fourteen nineteen eighty three Toyota Camrys worth of clothes, yes, how many kids are you going to be able to help? Oh my gosh! So you know, of course, it always kind of depends on on what we get, but get, but certainly, God, easily five to six hundred kids. That's easy, sweet. That's easy amazing. That we'll be able to to serve and serve them well, like a week's worth of clothing or more. So it's not just one or two outfits that we give. We give them a week's worth of clothing, and that's really important to them. They get to wear something different every day. You know, they kind of hang out with everybody else. New socks, new underwear, new shoes. We even got some of that stuff, which is always really exciting for us, some of the new stuff. Helpyourboys.com is where you can go to sign up for the inaugural golf tournament at the Sandia Golf Club, and that is on April the 23rd. How are registrations going, Kim? Pretty good. We've got yeah. a month a month left. Um, I think we're at about 16, 17 teams. Okay. Um, and uh, we still have a couple sponsorships left. We still have several the $150 sponsorships for the signs, um, you know, at the holes. We still have several of those. Love to have those filled up of course. Um, and then we have room for about 20 more teams if people want to come out and sign up or, you know, sign up now. We are, it's only a month away. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe it. It's a month away. New so Me- you sign up now. New Mexico Pinion came in and they decided yes. to title sponsor for you. And that's tremendous of them and their organization. And Daniel's Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, they're going to be a big part of that too. Yeah, they're doing yeah. all our technology and stuff. So they've, they've stepped up and and uh, sponsored some stuff. Tillery Chevrolet's come in. Um, they're going to be sponsoring some stuff. So um, we've got some really nice um, sponsors and some people that are going to be out there playing. I'm disappointed you're not going to be there, Fred, but thrilled that Van and Robert will yeah will be there dressed appropriately. Highlands doubleheader for the Cowboys that day is uh, was they take on the visiting someones. I don't I don't put who they play in the calendar. I just put that they're playing. You so, don't you don't work for the opponent. No, no, no. I don't even bother to learn their names. I just, see now batting number twelve oh, of the fuck. other team. Yeah, I don't even care, Steve or whatever. Now, you, hey, you guys aren't being very fair. I do a very good job. I'm insanely professional. I prefer, and also this will be post WrestleMania for me, so I can actually put focus on work. As you guys know, yeah, yeah, I do radio three hours a day, and then the remaining 21 hours of the day, I absorb pro wrestling and pro wrestling adjacent content. So that's that's my entire life. It is creeping up, isn't it? Next weekend. I mean, whatever. I'm not trying to make a big scene about it, but yes, it is next weekend. Maybe you can get some like uh, some onesies donated from WrestleMania to Locker 505. Do you do you believe that pro wrestlers wrestle in singlets? The word you were trying to use, not onesie. That's the same thing, right? Nope. A little spandex onesie that they put on when they wrestle? <sighs> it's called a singlet. That's what I said. I don't believe you would look at Gable Stevenson and say, hey, nice onesie, bro. I will. No, you, you're not going to have the opportunity. <laughs> well, how do you know? The inaugural golf tournament on the 23rd. Helpyourboys.com is where you can sign up your team of four. What's the cost, Kim? Uh, 150 a player. There we go. 
So you can come out, play with, obviously Van will be there, obviously Robert will be there, but then a lot of people in the community that you are associated with, who are you excited about being out VIP-wise? Well, you guys, of course. Yeah. You're the biggest. That's okay. That's not. I no, mean. It, it's not. That's true. Really, you guys are going to be Well, Fred's not going to be there, so he won't be yeah, the biggest. Yeah, phys- physically speaking. <laughs> physically the biggest. Kim is. Made me laugh. <laughs> Kim is choking on her words after that. Literally. Kim, anything we missed before we let you go? No, just, you know, thank you to Albuquerque for their support. We can't thank them enough. Kim Kirshen, Executive Director of Locker 505. Congratulations on the success this past weekend at the Hinkle Family Fund Center. And congratulations on the inaugural Locker 505 golf tournament coming up where you can, friend of the show, join us to golf for a cause on April the 23rd by going to helpyourboys.com, B-O-I-S, helpyourboys.com, and it direct links to your event, and everyone can be a part of it. Get out there, golfers. Let's have some fun. When we get back, Adidas is helping kids, too. We'll tell you how. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. You know what I'm a chicken fry. Oh, this, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> Michael, you know exactly what I'm talking about because I'm eating this chicken fried steak right here. You know this work, Michael? Little Zach Brown band? Sure do. This is an absolute banger. It is. I can two step to this one. You can do what? Two-step. Not familiar with that. I know. You're not familiar with any kind of dancing. I am, absolutely. Name one. Okay. NCAA tournament. Okay. Touche. I'll quit asking questions from now on. Very smart. I like this part, this rock and roll part. This is a full-on rock and roll song. This is not a rock and roll song. Right here. Chicken fry. Call beer on Friday night. It's nothing, nothing about this at right. all is rock and roll. Everything's wrong about you saying this is not rock and roll. How in the world is this okay. a rock and roll song? Is Dolly Parton in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yes. No, oh. she's not. She refused to be in it. And then they put her in uh, no matter what. <laughs> not joking. They really did. I feel like you missed that follow-up. I must have missed yes. that follow-up, yeah. She said she didn't want to be in it and take her name off of it. I saw that. And then they said, nah, we're just going to put you in anyways. Put you in anyways. Okay, cool. I see how that works. Country is rock and roll now. Country is pop music now. Country is not rock and roll. What is rock and roll? Uh, Motley Crue is rock and roll. That doesn't exist Led, anymore. Led Zeppelin is rock and not roll. Not a thing. Rock and roll is country music. Zach Brown is rock and roll. This is rock and roll music. It doesn't rock at all. It's 100% rocking. Do people hold up devil's horns at a Zach Brown concert? When Zach Brown comes out on stage. So are you talking about hard rock? I'm talking about rock and roll, brother. No, rock and roll is rock and roll is about loving your lady and electric guitars, bro, and that's what this is. Loving your lady and electric guitars? That's that to me is the definition of rock and roll. Multiple genres of music have electrical guitars. Michael. This isn't unique to rock and roll music. Michael, how long were you a DJ, Michael? Um for a couple of years. Right. And when did rock and roll die? Um, end of the nineties. Correct. And what killed it? Hip-hop. <clears throat> I think Don McLean, actually, mm, I when he that drove day. the Chevy to the levee. You know, you know what happened when he got there? The levee was dry. dry. Mm-hmm. Adidas will sign you as a child if you go to a school that is sponsored by Adidas and then play sports in Adidas Wear Sports at that school, and that's how Adidas is going to game the NIL, and I tell you what, I'm about it. This is like the beginning. 
This is the the floodgates of corporate America coming in and getting part of the name, image, likeness deal for these young athletes. Because why not get them when they're young and cheap, have them wearing your gear, repping your brand, and then hopefully when they turn into a professional athlete later, they're already part of your corporate cult. It's not a cult. Oh, it's not? No, it's it's employment. It's rock and roll is what it is, baby. No, it's not. Adidas are rock and roll. A cult is when you pay to be there. (laughs) You don't have to pay to be in a cult. I've been in a bunch of free cults. Uh, no, right. you've been you've been in a bunch of imitation Colts. Uh, Colts pa- have subscriptions. I'm a Packers fan. There's one. That's not a Colt. Oh wait, it's not. Oh wait, you did pay to buy a piece of ownership, quote unquote. Yeah. So yes, it is a Colt. Sure. You paid to be in it. Punch a karma. Yeah, punch a karma. I haven't tried that yet. I'll put that on the list. Here, hold on. Let me write a note to myself. A punch. You're gonna put a note of punch a karma. Try a punch a karma cleanse. I'm a Packers fan. I have to do. <laughs> First major sports brand to offer a deal similar to this includes more than 50,000 athletes in 109 schools and company sponsors. The Adidas program allows athletes to be brand ambassadors and roll out. And the rollout roll out is. Roll out. Thank you. We'll start. Get this van with the historically black colleges and university power five schools in oh, the fall. Oh, I like that. Yep, so there you go. That's a good start. So what you're going to have, I'm, it, it's going to end up being like, you know how BTS has their own McDonald's meal? It'll be that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, where it's like you go to the Adidas app or whatever, and it's like, uh, although I think UNM is sponsored by Nike, question mark. Sure. Um, but you're going to have like the Jamal Mashburn part of the app. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, okay. They're sponsored by O'Neal's. You yeah. get the bangers and Jamal Mashburns. Nice. No, I'm gonna write Michael, that down I too. need you to not support a lot of this. <laughs> Michael, I need you to be the voice of reason here. Or John Lopez can support Coldwell Banker and get a brand new Jalen house if you uh, qualify with a good credit score. Adidas, all day I dream about sponsor dollars is uh-huh. what it stands for now. The eligible athletes uh, have the opportunity to earn a percentage of sales that they drive to Adidas.com or the Adidas app and will be paid per social media post, so on and so forth. I am a million percent behind this. Yeah, 100%. Also, Everybody. Let's keep going. Nike will do a similar thing with UNM. Jordan will do a similar thing with Michigan. Under Armour will do a similar thing with whatever schools are left over. And now that Adidas first, they got in on the ground floor and – Nike and Under Armour are just going to try to outdo them at every turn from now on. So good job being first. Not only you get all the, you get all the shine in the media, also you get in probably the cheapest because now they have to outdo you or not do it at all. Breaking news in New York City, and we'll give that to you after this commercial stoppage. We're live at O'Neill's. I'm eating chicken fried steak. Rock and roll, brother. Tuning on, 95.9 <laughs> FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live at O'Neill's. Breaking news. Bum, 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 bum. New York has changed their mask mandate, uh, vaccine mandate rules. I guess they changed their mask one a minute ago. So, Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving will be cleared for home games in New York City. As, I guess it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow? 
the private sector vaccine mandate to allow exemptions for athletes and entertainers in the workplace goes into effect. This also means that unvaccinated Yankees and Mets are now eligible for home games, which hadn't really become a conversation yet, but it would have quickly become a conversation. Sure. And I assume that this law would have took an effect or untook effect April 6th. Ordinance. Because April 7th is when the Yankees season starts, and this mandate is 100% for the Yankees, not the Nets. New York loves the Yankees and hates the Nets. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, they could have done this a long time ago. Where are the Nets sitting in the standings? Do you know? They're in the. They're still in the play-in area. So I they're, think they're eight. All right. So they're somewhere between seven and eleven, or whatever. Seven and ten. So that's why I, I meant eight to ten, and I don't know why I described it as seven to eleven. I meant in between those two. So there's two stories here. One is. Whoever faces the Nets now is in a world of trouble because you're going to play Kyrie Irving every single game. Or the other story is Kyrie Irving fought the law and the law lost. Which way do you want to go? Uh, yeah, Kyrie Irving won the whole thing, right? He won the entire thing. He won the whole thing. I did not think he would win the thing. But he won the thing. And he went on to win the whole freaking thing. Michael, you're anti-vax and don't believe in science. Is this like a big triumph for you and your people? What? <laughs> uh, translation, they need Kyrie to play more games and bring in more revenue in the playoffs. Oh, that's 100% true. The, you're not wrong, buddy. So you're about to see the Nets on their last 10 games probably win all 10 and leapfrog the Raptors and Cavs, maybe even the Bulls in the Eastern Conference standings, so they're not even going to be in the play-in part of the playoffs. Give that give that to me one more time. Now that they get Kyrie at home, mm-hmm. he can't he can't play in Canada, he can't play in California, he can't play in New York. Now that he can play all these home games, the Nets are going to be unstoppable cuz they're going to have Ben Simmons too. Well, how do you know he's going to overcome his mental health issues? I don't understand. Oh, he got out of Philly. It's pretty oh, simple. Yeah. He got out of Philadelphia, and then, and then they got past the game where they were in Philadelphia. So now it's time for some basketball. He is a super joke. He's perfect fit to play with super soft KD. Yankees really are coming through clutch here for the Nets, huh? Yeah, they really are. Because to me, this is if, – if baseball season wasn't impending, I don't see this changing. Because how outspoken Kyrie Irving's been and how outspoken the city of New York has been, they were just at an impasse. The old Mexican standoff, if you will. And it's going to end up real weird because you should, Nets, New Yorker, and teammates, hate Kyrie Irving. You should everything about him. He didn't care about your team. He allowed you to lose. He allowed you to flirt with the idea of not making the playoffs. He's absolutely surrendered and given up on you and your team, but he's going to come back as a hero. Yeah, I mean, that's sports fandom, right? You care about the product on the court. You really don't care what goes on outside of the court. Cleveland will embrace Deshaun Watson eventually. I'm a Packers fan. I am already over all the Aaron Rodgers stuff as long as he plays like Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. 
They're going to get some big W's at the end of the year and in the playoffs, and all will be forgiven in New York. Hmm. I think you're very correct. That sucks, but I am correct. I think, I think he sucks, and this is an example of how the Yankees run New York. Well, you could say the world. Do they run? Do the New York Yankees run the sports world? They're in the conversation. I went to Vietnam like six, seven years ago. The country of, or the war? Yes. Okay. And there were more Yankees hats than any other hat in Vietnam. All the way across the world, there were still Yankees hats. Are you? Hold on, breaking news. Are you joking me on this? Today's Kyrie Irving's birthday as well. You- <laughs> Shut up. Is it really? <laughs> Michael. Oh, I love that so much. Michael, it's Kyrie Irving's birthday. Hey, he won, he won in the end. He stuck to his guns. We had a double day. Goodness. I'm super weirded out, too, about the the verbiage. Athletes and entertainers? What? Yeah. And we can't, can't we all just play by the same rules? I'm not trying to be that guy right now, but are me and you entertainers in New York? Is this? I guess this is entertainment. Is this for, is this for like, super out there, like, me too slash cancel cultured I'm going to make a comeback on Broadway, but I hate vaccines. One-offs? You want to pick, like, a really weird hill to die on? What would ours be? Baseball's the best sport, even though everyone disagrees with us. What is the – well, no. For me, it's that country music is now rock and roll music. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. a really <laughs> dumb hill to die on. Yeah, but it's 100% true. To you. Yeah. Yeah. I also and whatever is left in the remnants inside your skull. There's a handful of things that I will die on. Linebackers <laughs> don't matter. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know how you, I feel about linebackers. You own that one for sure. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the worst quarterback in the AFC West. Okay, yeah, you got that one. But that one's especially actually now that Mariota's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marcus is a special talent. He is. He's gonna do some great things in Atlanta. But. Yep. I would never die in this vaccine thing because I had COVID-19. And I'm telling you, if you didn't have COVID-19 the way I did, I understand why you don't get it. My yeah. COVID-19 was kill you stuff. My COVID-19 was in the hospital. My COVID-19 was medical intervention to save you. Well, you got you got the ina- I got COVID-20. You got the inaugural COVID. Oh, yeah. You got the first edition COVID. You got the strong badge. Ugh. You didn't get this super soft Omicron that didn't even kill people no, anymore. No, Omicron's nothing. Yeah. Omicron? It's the softest one, but it's got the scariest name. It makes no sense. You know how dinosaurs evolved into birds? Mm-hmm. Same thing. That's what Omicron is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that period of time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Paleoic period. I mean, you don't have to cuss at me, but yeah. Yeah. Like, Omnicron is, is... Velociraptors came from the Omnicron era. It's right in between Jurassic and... What was that word I was no, trying to say? No, Velociraptors are <laughs> to be worried with. Omnicron is a starling. Omnicron is whatever a turtle used to be. I mean, turtles go hard, though. Do they? Oh, my God, yeah. You ever see, like, a, like National Geographic, which is the 10th month followed Instagram account. You ever see like a, a shark try to eat a turtle in the ocean, like a whale, and then the turtle just turns over and they can't get it in their mouth because they put the Shelly boy down? You ever seen this? I, I don't think that's what going hard means. 
The turtle didn't attack and fight back. To me, you have to attack and fight back to air quotes, go hard. Well, some of them are heroes in half shells. Turtle power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying turtles go hard. Maryland goes hard? I don't think Maryland goes hard. Vital, yeah. will you please correct Van on this? The terrapins are Thank you. a species of animal. Is that a turtle? turtle. That's not his answer. I th- <laughs> it's not an answer to the question he just asked you. I know a terrapin's a turtle. <laughs> are you mad if you're one of these basketball teams that didn't trade for Kyrie Irving now? We're being served by the very lovely Jessica. She's, over I mean, here she at, seems at nice. O'Neill's in the Heights. She's yet to prove me wrong that she's lovely. Are you scared of turtles no, in any way? Because they go hard. So from the peanut gallery. You, would you say that turtles go hard? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. They 100% go hard. Honestly, yeah. I did not expect Best that. Best chicken fried steak I've ever had, and turtles go hard. <laughs> kind of a, uh, I don't know, kind of an exciting, I don't know, kind of an exciting day, I guess, of your Nets fan, but there's not a lot of Nets fan. Especially that it's owned by a, a Russian oligarch. Oh, is that a fact? They might, they might just uh, take that team back. The oligarch? No, the NBA. No, I think that guy sold that. Oh, Russian. yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he sold, sold it. it. The yeah. Russian guy sold yeah, it. Yeah, he's out of it. So they got to yeah. take that money. He was back an then. oil guy. I mean, they, I mean, we're all oil guys. Yeah, well, are we though? Because they all. I feel like everyone <laughs> claims to be that. I like olive oil. Like I think people are always like, if you're an oligarch for like whatever reason, you're an oligarch or a billionaire or whatever. You claim an industry, but that's not where your money comes from. Like you can claim oil, but that's not where your money comes from. I don't understand your your take here. So, like, like you, all right? So you say, like, yeah, my, you know, I made my riches in in oil, but it's mm-hmm. not oil. It's like market manipulation and like, like back, like none of that's true. Mm-hmm. When when the Iron Curtain fell, Fred, yeah, and communism was no more in Mother Russia, ah. It's a good a day. bunch of insiders, friends of Putin, each got an industry. These are the oligarchs. That's how it happened. They did not because of their business savvy. They kind of just lucked into it. No, you know, it's who you know sometimes. Yeah, it is who you know. <laughs> got an exciting sports media-related story coming up after the break. We're going to jump into that. Obviously, we're excited about our upcoming events at Electric Playhouse and Dodgeball and Wiffleball, which is right around the corner. More details to come on that. I'm meeting with them next week, Van. It's very exciting. Yeah, so we're very excited to get that off the ground. Two men on live from O'Neill's, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, live from O'Neill's. Starting to fill out here, O'Neill's. Kind of nice. Coming yeah. out, going to have a little fun here. Going to be a little laughy boy. Inside's pretty shoulder to shoulder, and there's just a few tables out here out back. So. So What? I started sports talk and sports talk adjacent content Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. Okay. So I started my broadcasting career 19 years ago calling high school sports. Okay. Okay. So at the local junior college in St. Louis, Missouri, Lewis and Clark Community College, they said, Fred, can you call football? And I said, yeah, I can call football. Of course. Of course I can. Yeah. Oh, well, why couldn't I? Yeah. And I was about six months older than the quarterback who was out there. Okay. And in uh, and, and the microphone, there was a light in the studio, so it goes red. And I'm broadcasting. It was a microphone into a mixer into a cell phone that was calling the studio 
That's how we relayed the game to the studio. Interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting setup. Why don't you just use uh, two cans and a string? It was uh, 2004, ah. it was. So, 2003, it was 2003. Gosh, that's forever ago. So, as I'm, as I'm doing this, the, the kicker for the Granite City Warriors, he kicks off. And I say, and he was a big boy, fan, he was a big boy. Okay. And I say, he really got all his weight into that one, and that was it. I was on the road. I was a broadcaster. Boom. I had, I had, I had broken the mold. I was in the game. And I met a lot of people along my walks. A lot of people have come up through, like, uh, like uh, professional broadcasters. They got degrees from the best programs in the country, and I got hobbyists that are really talented, and guys are just good at microphone. And I tell you what, if you'd have told me four years ago that John Boy – Famed from YouTube breakdowns of how the Houston Astros cheat would get a deal with the Yes Network, the network of the New York Yankees, I would have said, what? Before he broke the news of the Astros cheating scandal, I just thought he was just the guy that does the funny lip-reading videos Yes, when people got into fights on the field. Very funny lip-reading yeah. videos. And you kind of it got to a point with John Boy. I tell you, you familiar with John Boy, or is that too hip for you? No, I heard about him. It's pretty okay. interesting. So, you wanted him to find like a highlight of your team because you knew if your team did like a a little a little uh, a little ruckus, sure, that there'd be a John Boy breakdown of it. So if Yadier Molina is popping up out of the catcher position to yell at a batter, you know John Boy is going to do a little vo on it, and you're going to be like, this is laughable. This is funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is not traditional, super boring, uptight loser baseball. This is a, a really fun and engaging thing. And what are the New York Yankees doing trying to put that into their brand and bring in new, exciting viewers? The pinstripes are trying to look forward is what they're doing. I'm telling you. And John Boy, he's a, he's a cool, interesting, funny, entertaining guy. I agree. And anybody who talks baseball and anybody who can read lips and you can do it, in a thick New York accent, mm-hmm. you're my guy. Yeah, because for a long time there was only Michael Rappaport, and you were like, <laughs> you were like, this isn't fair. <laughs> there needs to be one yes. more. There's, do you? Do I need to call Bernie Sanders? Is there an antitrust thing going on here, Michael Rappaport? But no, we got John Boy. This podcast is good. It's very, it's good. It's a little Yankee centric. I get it. That's sure. what it should be. Sure, it's what he likes. It's what he likes. But I like this move by Major League Baseball saying, hey, we're going to go something fun. We're going to go something cool. Like reading lips and doing funny videos and then being acquired by the Yes Network in, what, five years? It it feels that way, yeah. That's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. And he hates your Astros. Everyone except for Astros fans hate the Astros. Yeah, but he hated them so much that he made a thing out of it. Because if he doesn't do the, hey, they're, they're calling cheating, pulling signs, trash cans slash mm-hmm. in the outfield camera, blah, 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 mm-hmm. it doesn't end up with the way it ended up. Oh, it would have came out no matter what. No. And you know what I don't mind telling you? The court is forcing the Yankees to open a document which shows that they use the exact same Sign stealing scandal as the Astros. So you're the saying exact same year. You're saying that's so why they I'm signed. glad that John Boy got his money before the Yankees have egg all over their face. Mm. So because the Yankees were smart enough to try to keep it in court and keep it a secret. And I told you years ago that the Astros are falling on the sword. 
for all of baseball, and MLB tried to protect the Yankees and tried to keep it a secret, but it's about to blow up in their face. So good on John Boy for getting that money before him and the Yankees have egg on their face too. Well, good for the Yankees for paying him so that he can't say an ill word about them at all. Sure. Yeah, like that's the move. Uh-huh. Like you, you, Hush John, money. Yeah, John Boy can't break down the open letter now. Yeah. I just like I like those little success stories. I like, it's not like he would. He's such a Yankees homer, he wouldn't say anything. He would probably spin it to where it wasn't as bad. I don't think you're wrong at all. I think you're very right. The The thing about it, though, is he doesn't have an option anymore. And, like, how, how your product will change, right? Because now if the Yankees are like, hey, um, we don't want any more videos on the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or the fill in the – Fill in the whatevers. No no raise. Obviously, keep making fun of the Orioles all you want. I mean, if the Houston Astros came to me and was like, hey, we want to we wanna purchase and uh, take on at Talk ABQ Productions from now on. Yeah. But here's the thing. you got to throw one of your family members into a volcano. And I'll be like, okay, well, how close? We talking like mother, father, sister? Can I pick a cousin? Mm-hmm. Like, let's negotiate here. Right. Sit across the table. Let's talk turkey. So you think there was a negotiation between John Boy and the New York Yankees? You don't think it was just like, wide-eyed yeah. excitement of I'm finally a New York Yankee, not just New York Yankee adjacent? No, like there's some bad news coming, and you're going to have to break it down. I'll tell you what. Let's bring you right into the fold. Let everybody else do it. You could be our good guy. You could be our savior. You could be our hero. So he need so they need to put him in that position. Like we were just at the Super Bowl, right? John Boy needs to be at the Super Bowl on behalf of the New York Yankees. John Boy needs to be at the X Games. John Boy needs to be at all these things because he's the guy who's going to bring in that audience. I concur completely. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. It's a smart move, and it's not like the Yankees aren't going to bring in the new viewer to baseball. Anyways, they are. You know the. The individual that's not Major League Baseball fan already that lives in Nebraska, that lives in the Dakotas, that lives in all these places that don't have access to a professional team, Albuquerque, New Mexico, they become Yankees fans. Yeah, at this part of the country, it was either Dodgers or Yankees because that's the only people on the radio. And then a couple decades later, it's either Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, or Braves because of their TV coverage. And now it's opened wide up so you can watch anybody online. But Yankees still have that that hold over all of the places that aren't the exact metro region of the team. How much of it do you want to change if you're the Yankees? Because you don't want to restrict it to strictly Yes Network, regional sports network, because no offense to that idea, but I even know you as a Houston Astros fan, you're not looking at Bally Sports in Houston every single day for your updates is I'm not looking at Fox Sports Midwest in St. Louis for my Cardinals updates. Right. You know, I, when, I do watch, when I watch a game in the Astros game, I'll, I'll get the, uh, the regional coverage or whatever. You know, I'll get the post-game show, but I'm not like an exclusive media junkie for just that one station, just that one channel. Well, and that's what I'm saying. The Yankees can't restrict him to becoming a regional talent. He has to still be able to do the national that he's been doing for so long and forever. Because, I mean, I'm subscribed to his YouTube channel. You know, like, yeah. whenever they do Weekly Dumb or when they do those things, like, I'm in on that. Because, I mean, that's the style of sports talk media that I'm into. I can't handle the the Mad Dog Russo, everything is so serious, 
it's about that life. Like, that's not for me. Oh, man. I watched first take at the gym this morning. That was painful. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Like, never again. No, it's terrible. I like us. I like our vibe. Sure. I like the lighter side of sports. Like, a li- just a sprinkle of analysis, but more entertainment about I like, sports. I like that. That's what I like to ingest. In five minutes, we're going to sit down with Sergio Rivas of the United, and we're going to laugh a lot. And we're going to talk about how important it is to not just beat El Paso, but embarrass them. And that is what we need to do as broadcasters as opposed to, hey, in the, uh, in the 34th minute, I know you guys had a real opportunity there stricken down the opposing side. Sorry, guy, let me fix my glasses. Like, that doesn't, that's terrible. Yeah. No one wants that. Unlistenable. Unlistenable. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's a real, real good showing by their goalkeeper, I thought, on the attempt in the, no, no, for, don't use the phrase I thought. Like, give me, give me demonstrative. Tell me what happened. Tell me. In Tell me he was garbage. fashion. We're up against it, and we'll take it. When we get back, Sergio Rivas will join us. We're going to talk a little bit of United soccer. I notice he came solo, and he seems like an entourage guy, so we're going to have to ask about that <laughs> whenever he puts the headset on. Big thank you to I-9 Sports for being a proud partner of the program. We haven't picked the varsity yet today, but I think today's I-9 varsity, I'm going to do it off the top of my head here, is going to be the things that are now rock and roll, okay? So today's I-9 varsity is things that are now rock and roll. Are you ready for that, Van? I only, I'm only going to have one answer. Oh, I mean. Rock and roll is rock and roll. No, 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 it is not. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, sports animal. Back live from O'Neill's. But, fam, we're in the heights. Don't go to Knob Hill. Well, I'm not saying don't. I mean, if you want to go to O'Neill's and Knob Hill, you can still go to O'Neill's and Knob Hill. You should 100% go if that's where you want to go. But if you want to but come. we're not there. No, you want to come and see your boys and Sergio Rivas of the New Mexico United. You come here to the O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. Sergio, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Great place here. This is not so bad, right? You've been here before? Um, never been here before. First time? Okay, what do you need? You First need, time. What do you, what do you, I mean, you're old enough to drink, right? We need to get you a little drinky boy. You need a little red. You want to post game week? You don't do that <laughs> yeah, on game not, week? Not yeah, game we, week? We can't man. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting down with us, and uh, obviously we're going to talk a little bit of soccer. But first, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. I mean, I mean, obviously grew up in Mexico, but you moved here when you were at or near seven or eight years old, and you went to high school here. You've been playing soccer in the 505 kind of your whole life. Like, what does it mean to be a New Mexico United? Yeah, it means the world to me, you know, coming back last year to my hometown. I consider this my hometown where I grew up. Yeah. Um, you know, being a Cibola graduate, you know, it's it means the world to me to be able to show these kids that it's possible. You know, we need hope. We need hope in this state. So it's it's a great accomplishment for me and my family. So I was doing a little research earlier. Ooh. Trying to get a, a cool little backstory for Sergio What a here. non-traditional approach and, for you. And Google refers to you as a Mexican soccer player. Oh, okay. That's we got to nice. put the word new in yeah, front of that, bro. Yeah, I don't we know what's going on. We got to send him a strong, <laughs> strongly worded email. I've gone that before. Yeah. But you're not Mexican. You're new Mexican. There's yeah, a difference. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you moved to Albuquerque when you were, what, seven? Yeah, seven. And, you know, went through high school. Like, what, what is it like that I – mean, the culture isn't that different, Mexico to New Mexico. But what was the transition like coming from Mexico to, to Albuquerque? Yeah, the transition was definitely uh, quite different in terms of the language barrier, for sure. Uh, the schooling system, the education system is a lot different, too. So it took me a little bit to adjust. But 
um, as soon as I adjusted, you know, I loved it. I loved the English well, language. I'm not trying to say you had a unique story and it wasn't special, but I moved here from St. Louis, Missouri, and the language was a, was a barrier for me. The education <laughs> system, the food. Like, it, yeah, it was, it's a whole other world here, man. How do, how do you explain it to people? I don't know what your connection is still to individuals in Mexico, but when you were in Seattle or when you are other parts of the country, how do you explain New Mexico to others? Well, first of all, people don't even know that we're part of the country. They're idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I go to Seattle University, and I'm like, hey, I'm from New, Mex- uh, New Mexico, and they're like, Oh, Mexico? No. New Mexico. Oh, Mexico? No. New Mexico is part of the United States. They have no clue. Uh, you, you speak great English, man. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds great. How did your English get so good? <laughs> Figure it out. The, uh, obviously, I hate El Paso. You want to I mean, you want to dive into that first? You want to dive into that thing? You might want to unpackage that. Let's unpack so it a little Sergio bit for you, Sergio. To the show so here. I hate everything about El Paso. Okay, <laughs> I hate that it exists. I hate that it has sports teams. I hate uh, I hate that their baseball stadium is actually kind of cool, but it's nowhere near as cool as the one we got. Uh-huh. Everything about El Paso, I absolutely hate. And whenever you guys are able to just put the thumping on them that they deserve, I feel better because I'm me. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a part of that. What does that mean to the United to be able to beat up a big rival like that? Yeah, it's always a good rivalry against them. It's always a hard-fought game, and especially playing down there with their fans and then playing up here with our fans. It's definitely a good rivalry, uh, but it means a lot to us. It's an important game to win always uh, in the season, and you know we're pumped up getting the, the three points and hopefully see them the next here at home at the lab. Fun fact, Fred. Mm-hmm. That was El, pa- uh, El Paso's first home loss in over 600 days. Good, they deserved it. Yeah, and we got to give it to them. Burke did that, Fred. And, and their fan base, it comes out. I'll, let's be honest. They, they got some fans that show up, right? But it ain't like playing here. No. 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 When, you, when, you, when you're interacting with other players around the league in the USL, whenever you're, whenever you're having, like, correspondence, how do, you, how do you see their reactions? Like, when they see 10,000, 11,000, 12,000 fans here, down at the lab. Well, it happened to me. My parents kept telling me, like, before I came here, they said, you have no idea what goes down at the lab. And I said, oh, I know. I've played in front of, like, 10,000, 12,000. Like, no, you have no idea. Yeah. And I played here with my first home game, and when I scored, I couldn't even feel my body. Everybody was just screaming so loud. You don't feel anything. And right. Th- the whole game, they're, they're screaming their heads off. You know, they're yelling, pobrecito. <laughs> so, yeah. It's amazing. So good. They don't, they so don't good. come here to hang out. They come here to support, and yeah. it's amazing. That's the thing that, to me, stands, stands kind of unique about United Fan is when, when it's opening kickoff, you're not coming out of the mezzanine. You're not coming out of the concourse. You're not – you were in the seat. You were there, and you're ready to support. And when, when play starts, everyone in the facility is there with you. Exactly. And that, it's just not anywhere else. Yeah, Exactly. New Mexico United fan needs to get out there a little bit earlier this time on Saturday as kickoff is 4 o'clock. What? Not 5 o'clock. It is 4 o'clock this Wait, Saturday. Oh, so that's a you can also make the Duke City Gladiators game afterwards. Is that exactly why, Fred? They accommodated me, and I, I'm really <laughs> happy that they moved the schedule around. But if you're expecting to go out to the lab uh, at 5 o'clock, do not go at 5 o'clock because the game will already be halfway done. Yep. Yep. Kickoff is at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, we need you guys to be there. It's supposed to be, you know, near sold out again. So, Well, I mean, lousy smarts weather. Yeah. I mean, let's figure this thing out here. So you can bundle up or you can come in a T-shirt, whatever you want to do. You That's might need some I'm layers. Saying. You need some layers. You a layers guy? You do layers? Uh, yeah, I do layers. <laughs> I do layers. I woke up this morning. I had a couple layers. And by the end of the day, I was, you know, sleeveless at training. So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> What do you know about Orange County FC and why are you going to stomp them? Uh 
<laughs> I love it. Uh, we we we've gone through some some stuff as a team, and uh, they're definitely a good team. They're defending champs, defending so champs. you always have to respect that. Yeah. I know a couple of new players there. Like I know Seth Kasipli from from Orange County. I know Kevin Partida. I played with him last year. Really good player. So you know they definitely have the power to you know be a good team. They are a good team, so we have to respect that. But we we have a game plan that we're gonna come out and and sh and show on Saturday. So I'm excited for you. With the, without giving away too much, because you know the opposing team always listens to us. You know that's 100 percent true. Yeah. They got they got spies everywhere. Mm -hmm. All right, Just so don't looking for billboard with your bulletin board stuff. Really, exactly. Yeah. So without giving the the locker room stuff, the chalkboard stuff, what's the keys to beating? Orange County on Saturday? I think uh, some of the keys is focusing on ourselves and what we do with our possession and how we're going to manipulate the opponent and just focusing on what we do instead of what they're, they're doing and how we're going to attack and where we're going to attack from and stuff like that we've been focused on this week. So you got the big game Saturday, and then you got about five minutes worth of rest, and you got to play again on Wednesday. Yeah, tell me about it. Jesus. Like, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> come on, guy. Like, can we can we make a call here? Well, it's a problem. Yeah, Good. we got to make a call because these Wednesday games are. It's unacceptable the way I really see it. And then there's like three weeks off for some reason, and you're not playing until mid-April. It's like we have a open cup game actually, very important game, April six, I believe. Okay. Uh, we play the winner of shoot, I forgot the two teams, but very important game, um, April sixth. And it's going to be at the UNM Stadium. I'm pretty that's sure. correct. Yeah. Yes. So now that'll be that'll be a world of fun too. Yeah, super fun. You, you and I've never seen soccer there. Maybe I should go to that too. You haven't. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, because all right. So obviously, I've seen the United play where the United. I mean, I get all that. But if you give me like a Wednesday and I can go to like see a little thing at UNM, I get a special little taste of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't want to. I don't want there to be something going on and I miss out. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You have to come for sure. And New Mexico United has a. They, they've gone pretty far in the Open Cup before, yeah. back in 2019. So sure. this, this means a lot to yeah. the community and, and the team as well. Joining us on the program, Sergio Rivas of your New Mexico United, also Albuquerque native, and is enjoying wearing the black and gold. Uh, give us that emotion the first time you put the jersey on. What was what, what did that feel to you? Unreal. Yeah. It's, uh, I've tried to put it into words, but it's really difficult. Uh, I can just say unreal, how loud it was. I think we had like about 12,000 people in my first home game. Uh, I scored that game. Yeah. It was a home opener. So, <sighs> unreal. <laughs> it's just, I can't really describe it. You know, you're, you, get, you get the chills. Yeah. You have the chills. You're not really like, thinking. Your body takes over. Your adrenaline takes over. And it's just your instinct at, at that point. Is it is it a big transition? Because actually I know this similarly with radio. But is it to go from being a youth and playing in front of only your friends and your family to getting to a point where now you're not just playing in front of your friends and family, but it's countless numbers of fans. It's countless numbers of fans, and they're able to be there with those who have supported you the whole time. What was it like for those individuals that have been with you along the whole journey? How did they enjoy it? Yeah, so that's actually probably one of the happiest moments is that uh, teammates that I used to play with when I was young were at the game, and you know, after the game, they're yelling and they're screaming, they're like, Sergio! And, uh, it's just an amazing experience, and they come af after to my house, and we're, yeah, handful know. of text messages, probably just one or two, probably from a couple people. Yeah, just like one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big coconut dipped in chocolate guy. Okay, weird. I understand you're a paleta guy as well. I am. What's your favorite flavor, and where do you get yours? Oh, jeez, jeez, jeez. Hard question because I go there often, <laughs> and you can't have the same thing every time. So I have two favorites. Okay. My first favorite is mango. 
Excellent. With tajin. Yes. You know what that is? What's that word? What's that word? Give me that word. Tajin. Never heard of that. What is that? Come on. Chili, chili and lime. He's from he's from St. Louis, Sergio. What is it? I guess. Forgive what? him. Forgive him. It's a chilled lime. No, no, it's chili and lime. Yeah, it's like a seasoning, but it tastes really good on fruit and on like fruit-based popsicles. I got I got a bowl of Mexican candy at the house. I can't quit it. I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my second favorite is my is the Oreo. So every time I go to the, I go to the paleta bar, I get the Oreo, and then I get half dipped with milk chocolate, and then I get a little more Oreos, and oh. Unreal. Very nice. I got the pistachio last time, though. Pistachio's good, too. Yeah. That's up on my list. Yeah, I so got it. Your, your number one is my number two. But and I, what is your number one? Uh, coconut dipped in chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one's just so money every time. It is, actually. The two men on drip is now on Sergio Rivas, who this weekend will score against the, uh, I guess, the, I mean, adequate Orange County FC. I guess they're pretty good. Whatever. I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm just saying, as much as I wanted to put on El Paso, I now want to put on Orange County. That's how I feel. So bring the heat, bring the love this weekend, Sergio. Anything before we let you go? No, thank you guys for having me, and uh, I hope to see the fans there. And, Fred, you got to go. This, I, you got to go. I, I got baseball this weekend in Highlands, but as soon as I can make it, I'm going to be making it. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. all the fans that can make it out, it's going to be a great game. Hope, hope to see you guys there. We need all the support. You'll, you'll have me there Saturday, and you'll have both of us Wednesday. there on Wednesday. Fantastic. We'll, yeah. be, we'll be a little late, but we'll be there on Wednesday, too. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's all we need. <laughs> Sergio Rivas, thank you so very much. When we get back, we will wrap up the hour, and I believe we're just 15 short minutes away from Delo Davis joining us of the Duke City Gladiators, and we're going to talk a little arena footballs. Yeah, baby. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program live at O'Neill's in the Heights. Sergio Rivas was pretty good, huh? He did great. He's a yeah. natural. That's so cool. We got an Albuquerque boy. I agree. You got to love that man. You got to root for that guy. I agree with everything. I'm about so excited that. for him to score a goal on Saturday with the two men on drip. Delo Davis just texted me. He's walking in. So he's right. going to join us in about 15 short minutes. Oh shoot! I'm terrible at math. About nine, nine short nine minutes. Nine short minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fun fact. I didn't know if this was a whole segment, but it, it looks like part. It, it's good for a short one. Okay, okay, boys. A quarter of the NFL teams in this year's NFL draft don't have a first-round pick. Oh, boy. Do you want me to take this one off so you could just go on about how picks don't matter? Oh, they don't matter at all. Okay, I'll take the next five minutes <laughs> off. You go crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm saying. You know uh the guy Patrick Mahomes that you hate? Uh, well, I don't hate him. I just only like guys with talent. He's a uh, – they needed a draft pick to acquire him. You know how that, that dude Tom Brady, the GOAT? It took a draft pick to acquire him. Not a first-round one. <laughs> I'm not going to say there aren't any good players taken in the first round. I'm not going to say that. But I'm saying – there are more good players than there are players taken in the first round. Well, the, the two quarterbacks have played in the Super Bowl, both first-round picks. Who are you talking about? Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. Okay, so that's different, and here's why it's different. Okay, tell me. Matthew Stafford is not a first-round pick. Matthew Stafford was Jared Goff, and Jared Goff was a first-round pick. Matthew Stafford is a first-round pick. The first year he was on a good team, he won the friggin' Super Bowl. The first year of his career – that he was on a good team, he won the Super Bowl. That's a first-round pick quarterback right there, buddy. 
Matthew Stafford was a first-round pick on a bad team. Cool. I'll buy that all day. Uh-huh. Matthew Stafford, because he was a first-round pick on a bad team, was a loser forever. You know who else was a first-round draft pick? Jared Goff, that they punted that they punted away to get Matthew Stafford. Yeah, J- Jared Goff ain't worth anything. How many picks? They gave him Jared Goff and two first-rounders uh, for Stafford? It, right? you, can, you can literally name any number of draft picks, and I'm like, that's fine. Trade them because they're no good. Like, if you can have Tyreek Hill or if you can have draft picks, you take Tyreek Hill. These are flat-out Madden rules. Yeah, no, I agree. You always, you always take the known commodity over the unknown commodity. Oh, every time. Yeah. Yeah, the devil you know versus the one you don't. Exactly. And that's why Devontae Adams, even though he was a second-round pick in the draft, they hit hard on that second-round pick. Now he's obviously worth multiple picks. Same thing with Tyreek Hill. Same thing with Matthew Stafford. Same thing with you name the player who's worth a first-round pick. Well, no one is. They're all worth more. Yes. Yeah. Once they hit. And they all but hit. you're saying the uncertainty isn't worth it because you know who else was a first-round pick? First overall, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Jamarcus that Russell. That didn't work out great. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell. The, the list of that guy is too long. To yeah. chance it. There's way, there's always way more. Yeah, And if you're like, by the way, oh, man, I can't give you Tyreek Hill. What if I give you a second? Oh, I still can't give you Tyreek Hill. All right, dog. Second, fourth, sixth, sixth, seventh. Deal. First, first, second, yeah. fourth, fourth, sixth, seventh. I'll just read off pie. Yeah. Like, that's what I will give you in picks because I do not care. It's a known commodity. And the NBA has been about this forever. The NBA has been trading futures forever. They don't care. Well, the NBA is wildly different. Because only, like, the first three or four picks matter. And then every once in a grand while, you'll hit a late round like a, like a Kawhi Leonard or something mm-hmm. like that. That rarely happens in the NBA. It happens way more in the NFL. The Rams trade their garbage quarterback and their first-round draft pick for Matthew Stafford so they can win a Super Bowl. That first-round draft pick is the 32nd draft pick. Uh-huh. That's not a first-round draft pick. Not a, what we what you might call a lottery pick in the NBA. That's, it's not that high. It's not worth anything. And all these teams that are not in the first round, the difference between drafting thirty second and drafting forty whatever, is like nothing. There's no difference. The teams in front of you are they going? Are they going for that exact player in that exact position? They are not. It doesn't matter. Drafting the second, drafting the third, drafting the fourth. You got Tyreek Hill. No, I agree completely. Uh, you, you're saying these things out loud at me like I'm disagreeing. I, I do think draft picks have value, especially when you get them in bunches and you get to take chances on a bunch of guys. But the proven commodity is always better than the unknown. I will take Tyreek Hill every time. I will take Devontae Adams every time instead of taking a chance on some unproven product in next year's draft. The Philadelphia Eagles have three first-round draft picks or roughly 10% of the first-round draft picks. Bet they're not in the playoffs next year. Dello Davis joins us when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. A lot of guests coming through, having a lot of fun. It's filling out pretty good. Filling out pretty good. Just had a fun conversation with Sergio Rivas about the New Mexico United. They got a game on Saturday. But you know what that is? That's the warm-up van. 
because the real game Saturday night is the Duke City Gladiators with the home opener, and joining us is number zero himself, standout wide receiver, backup quarterback, and I'm sure he can kick it a little bit, Dello Davis. Dello, welcome to the program. Hey, guys, thank you for having me, Mr. Van, and Mr. St. Louis on, oh, Mr. Hey. Hey. How you doing, baby? I mean, I mean, when two guys know each other, another from them, another from the same same little community there. Dell, you are from St. Louis. I am from St. Louis. That was our first connection many yes, years ago when we came together as friends. Uh, but I mean, but shoot, you Albuquerque now, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, ABQ all day, all day. I love it. Tough loss last week in Arizona. Tough second half in Arizona. I took that whole one in. I just hate the Rattlers so damn much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, First, first game, you know, first, uh, you know, open up, man. That was, we we started off good. It was we you're in the a, mix. Uh, yeah, we was in the mix, man. It was a a great run, you know, from the start and stuff got kind of shaky, you know. But uh, that's just part of the game, you know. That's part of the game. We got rookies that we're uh, that we're messing with, we're dealing with, you know. We got to teach those guys the game too. So, um, we 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 can't be you know uh, too down on ourselves. You know, it's first game. We got uh, 15 more games to go. You know, so long as we get halfway. You know, we 500 or more, you know, I'll be happy with that. Also joining us is Dexter Reese. Dexter, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. Let me turn you up just a little bit, guy. Give me that that thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So we got the Gladiators in the house. We're at O'Neill's. Big home opener is this weekend. Tailgate starts at 3. I think the doors open at 4. The game. But it's like a it's like a six o'clock start. Six, six o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Off. So get out there early, play all day. Kickoffs at six. You guys are gonna be there all night. Just to, well, I mean, I mean, you're gonna put up a lot of points. What you're gonna be doing, right? Yeah, oh, of course, of course. And then, uh, but tough injury news for your team. Nate Davis looks like he's gonna be out this weekend. Ramon Atkins, the quarterback. Oh, that's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Yes. How do you feel about? You got a chance to catch anything from Ramon yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a pretty nice ball, pretty nice tight spiral. Um, I mean, he, 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 he zipped that ball, man, so he got a strong <laughs> going for sure, you know. Did. So just got to, you know, work on his touch, you know. But, you know, he's a, a great kid, you know, my first week meeting him. And uh, he's willing to learn. He's bought into the system. He, he, he know his role, you know. He know he coming in uh, dealing with veterans, you know. So he just, he's, he's just willing to learn right now, and, uh, and I love that from him. What's the a, what's a morale in the locker room like when you lose a guy like Nate? How did you guys unite and rally around him? Um, you know, you know, Nate, Nate is the centerpiece of our team. So, um, you know, just to lose a guy like that, um, we know that, uh, even much more, we have to stick together. Um, we're now that he's out, we're not trying to come back zero and three for him, you know, having having him having to work from the bottom. So we know we, we definitely have to stick together as a team, as a unit, you know, play all three phases of the game, you know, uh, just to get the W, you know. So that's kind of the point we're at right now. We're looking forward. We're positive. And they always say next man up, not in a negative way, you know, but next man up, Ramon, got, he, he got to do the job. He's got game, and Fred knows that he's got game. Oh, so okay. I, for the listener who's not familiar, friend of the show, I'm the voice of New Mexico Highlands University where I was able to broadcast Ramon okay. for some time. Yeah. And just a talented young man. Just he, so, Character-wise, near the top. He's kind and he's smart and he's fun, but uh, he can throw and he can run. He can do those things. Dexter, talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball, though. When your team loses their quarterback like happened last week in Arizona, what is, how do you guys rally? How do you guys know that you're going to have to do your absolute best to keep the uh, keep the opponent, well, minimized while, while the team is trying to figure it out? Oh, for sure. So um, coming uh, back from the Rattler game, we realized that we have to give a lot more effort, a lot more running to the ball. But as far as on the defense, we believe in Ramon, honestly. We, we believe in him. We, uh, we know we're going to step it up. We're going to try to make sure – Less points to score, honestly, you know. But as far as the offense, we expect them to keep clicking. And as far as defense, we're going to be better than ever. So that's all we're going for. Dello, how happy are you 
that you got a quality replacement for Nate Davis so you don't have to take snaps. There you go. And you get to, and you get to play your hey, natural wide natural receiver. Position, yeah, but yeah. guess what? I was ready, though. Yeah, I bet you were. Yeah, I bet you were. I you know, I go in and practice and do a little little something here and there, you know. But, uh, yeah, um, like I said, with, with a good quality, and like I said, he's a great kid, I can't wait to see his game. You know, I can't wait to see him put it all together uh, under the lights. And, yeah, I think it's going to be magical, you know. Uh, we're gonna, he's going to do his, his 1-8 just like we're going to do our 1-8, sure. you know. And, uh, you know, together, collectively, we're going we're gonna to shine for sure. Dello Davis and Dexter Reese joining us from the Duke City Gladiators talking about the season. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about last season, though, boys. I want to talk about the end of last season. <laughs> I mean, I'm still mad. I don't know how you guys have recovered. Uh, the best ending I think I've ever seen to an IFL game, uh, but my boys caught the L in it. Yeah. What does that do to you all offseason? I mean, how does that – how do you even – how do you get wor- – what is the net – how can you – it's that bad. It was, it was. I mean, it created a fire, though. Yeah. Um, We played the Rattlers three times. The first game didn't go how we wanted. We faced the injury. Things happened, you know, but it created a fire, and we played them two more times. And this year, uh, you got to just think, last year, like, it was a lot about our first year, especially my first year. I was hurt most of the season. I got to come back on the Rattler game. Yep. And it's just the fact that – seeing the camaraderie of the team come together like that, we know this year can be real special. So basically, instead of like putting a downer on the team, it let us know that we're meant to be there. We're, we were supposed to win that game and be in the championship. So this year, championship or bust, basically, you know. That's the mentality, right? It's got to be. Go for it. Yeah. Spe- speaking of mentality, you're the defensive captain, Dex. Oh, yeah, for sure. So how do you lead these men on defense in such a high-scoring league? Uh, basically, so – I mean, transparent, the league is built for offense to succeed, yeah. you know. But if you don't have a dog or fighting you, if you accept that and succumb to that, then you already beat, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So my thing is, I don't care if it's an offensive league. We're not going with that stereotype. We're going to make it a defensive league for us. So when we come, we're trying to shut people down. Uh, we are taking receivers on when they come in full speed at us. We're just going to be a dog, honestly, create that fire and then keep that mentality going because if we go expecting people to score on us, they're going to score on us. We're going trying to do shutouts every game. And so nice. we come in and we hit him. And by the time you leave, you're going to know you've been hit by the Duke City Gladiators. Yeah, baby. <laughs> you guys spend all week hitting? Like, how, how is practice? How do you get ready for it? Uh, I, for uh, defensive-wise, it's third, third tempo. You know, uh, it will be some days where we feel we start off sluggish. So either Delo will wake us up, somebody will wake us up, and then it may be a little bit more hitting then. But uh, it's mostly third most of the time during practice, not trying to get anybody injured. We have a hard time with Jason Serta because he's <laughs> a bullet every yes. single time. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we just try to make sure everybody stay healthy right now. Give a good thud. Make sure we hit the pads, clacking, and that's about it. This, I'm not a guy who looks ahead or where we should look ahead, but mm-hmm. obviously Frisco Fighters, that is this weekend, correct? I want to make sure I get yep. that right. Yeah, and then the Rattlers again, right? Again. And, I mean, I don't know if you know, man, but Dexter, you're a former Rattler. I mean, come on. Guys. You see him over there? You, what, you just see blood? Like, what's oh, it feel I de- like? I definitely see blood. It yeah. wasn't It wasn't <laughs> the best <laughs> It wasn't the best situation with the Rattlers. I was young, and I take responsibility for a lot of things that happened there. But, um, I mean, whatever happened, happened. And now when I face them, it's definitely blood. I do have, I do have friends on the team, but they already know we don't even talk, <laughs> especially Rattler. We there, ain't all, no, so. there ain't no friends yeah, on the, exactly. in between the sidelines. <laughs> exactly. No. exactly. But, yeah, uh, it's always a good feeling to go and play them because I make sure I try to do the best I can. Duke City Gladiators, 6 o'clock this weekend at the Rio Rancho Event Center home opener make sure you get out there support the boys all right Dello led the league in touchdowns last year pretty good 31 is that right 
Uh, yeah, they didn't count all of them, but yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess 31. You can go, you can go with what's, what's on the stat sheet. What's your number? Uh, I ended up with 39. 39? Yeah. What, what are they leaving off? The yeah, what's the deal Yeah, here? they ain't counting the playoffs. They, they, count, count they, the playoffs. they counted everybody else but ours. <gasps> oh, that that's makes true. sense. They counted everybody else's stats but ours. So that's how guys got closer to us in stats. And, you know, me and Nate, that's how they got even closer. They counted those two games or three games and a championship they counted. They didn't count none of none of our games. So. so it's Duke City against everybody on the field oh, sure. and, and in the, in the statistics. Yes, it is. Sure. I'll tell you that. So, for sure. so what's what's the number this year? What goal? What goal do you set yourself? How many TDs this you, year? You know what? I'm my goal really. Um, I, I showed that already. Uh, everybody, uh, I'm pro- I'm pretty dominant. And in, in when people uh, have to go with matchups, when they go to their drawing board, they you know they put the double team out and triple team out on me. At, Right now, so I have that going right now. So right now, my goal is to win. You know, win the championship, win for my team, whatever they need me to do. So if it's only averaging thirty yards a game, yeah, in ten blocks, I, I'll do it. You know, and that's the point I'm at because it's like, what, what am I? What, what else am I proving? What else am I proving at this point? You and, know, so. And after your year last year, like you, you saw it last game. You're getting double teamed every play every and triple teamed some plays. Yep. Like that, I mean, that opens up the rest of the guys. Yep, yep. So the rest of the guys now uh, that they seen that, you know, it was an eye-opener for uh, for the whole team, you know. So our offense, uh, rather, um, those guys seen I was double-teamed, seen they have uh, single coverage on them. And so they, they, they know they have to uh, they have to step that game up, you know, uh, just knowing that uh, I need them right now. You know, I get my time again, you know, when, when they start shining. Sure. Oh, my time will come sure. back around, you know, and I know that, you know, but they got to, you know, get get on their horse and come on now, you know, while the season early, they get their feet up under them and, you know, and er- everything works itself out. A little birdie told me uh, Dexter Reese can cover you one-on-one, so it's not even a big deal at all. So. <laughs> this, dude, this dude come get me. I'll be chilling, trying to coach up other guys. He come get me like, hey, Delo, come on. It's time. It's time. Let's go. I'm like, oh, man, you know. but no, It's all a learning process, though. It's let's, a learning process. Let's grab the break just a minute earlier, so when we come back with the boys, I want to talk about a couple things. I want to talk about playing under Coach Carter now. Okay. Obviously, I want to talk about the, the, the change at the helm of the coaching staff. I want to talk about the ownership group. I just want to talk about the team as a whole and the impact on the community. Yes, sir. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to step away, but when we're back, more Duke City Gladiators. And also, I just saw Ron Hudson walk in, and he used to coach Ramon Atkins in college. Okay, and we're going to okay. get a little insight on the quarterback, at least <laughs> for now, for the Duke City Gladiators. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live at O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. We're laughing a lot. We're playing a lot. We've got two of the best of them with us, Stella Davis and Dexter Reese joining us. We're talking Gladiators. We're talking the home opener this Saturday. Doors open, or excuse me, party starts at three. DJ jumpers for the kids, cornhole games, beer gardens, hot dogs, sodas. You got about a million sponsors behind it because everyone loves the gladiators of the community. Boys, how jazzed are you for this one this Saturday night? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I love playing in front of fans. Yeah, home so, open, home open, man. Sure. You know, this hometown love, hometown advantage, that uh, altitude, and, you know, we love it. We can't wait. From everything I've heard, it's going to be a sellout or close to a sellout. So if you don't have your tickets already, make sure you get your tickets to mm-hmm. Saturday, 6 o'clock at the Rio Rancho Event Center. It's going to be a blast. Talk to me a little bit about Coach Carter. Obviously, new role this year. He's taking over. He's running the whole thing. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess defensive-minded. I mean, I don't know what verbiage to use. Like, um, it, is, do, you, do you feel his connection on the offensive side? Do you feel his connection with the defensive side? Does he feel, does he feel like that leader is going to put a championship up for the Gladiators? Sherman Carter, he's, uh, he's been a Gladiator. Yeah. He, was, he was in the jersey, so he, he is the pedigree. 
you know, he knows uh, the ins and outs, uh, all phases of football, you know, uh, Mr. Sherman Carter. You know, I, I love him as a, uh, as a teammate, and I love him as a coach now. You know, uh, he says, say the right things at the right time, know how to get the guys fired up. You know, everything is in a positive, in a, a positive direction. Right. He, um, he just, he just amazing for, for the guys, for the young, young guys also, you know, just to see a guy that already been in this position, been at the top and in this position that we are all in now. Um, it's just amazing to see, you know, what he does for us, his motivation for us, you know. So, like I said, I love Sherman, everything he does and, and, and do for us. And, um, he's just a great mix for us. And I, I, I don't, I haven't seen his MRIs, I haven't seen his x rays, but coach looks like he can go out there and still play oh, right he now. Could. He could. <laughs> right now. For sure. I heard he was pretty good during his day. But, yeah, he definitely, uh, both sides of the ball, he's very into it. And uh, I think the fact that he did play was so good, he can relate to us some. So he know what we see sometimes. Instead of just being like more of a dictatorship, he understands, and then he puts it in a way that we can understand it. So there I we, definitely like him out there. There we go, Dexter. You're out there at the FEMA Arena this coming Saturday night. FEMA Arena, that's where I grew up. You're out there at the Rio Rancho <laughs> events there. So that's me and Dello just connected on the St. Charles yeah, Family Arena. I, <laughs> I, first, I first started there, man. Yeah. First, first arena team I started, Family yeah. Arena. Years ago, I broadcast for the St. Louis Ambush out at the Family Arena. Yeah, so, soccer uh, team. There we go. So uh, you're going to be out there this Saturday night at the uh, – Rio Rancho Event Center, mm-hmm. and you're going to have all those fans come out. Dexter, talk to me a little bit about, about seeing the young kids out there. Talk to me about seeing the young bloods out there. Oh, like, do sure. they distract you from the game? Do you notice them? Like, what's your energy when you're seeing all the kids celebrating? Oh, not at all. So, uh, I actually have a son. He's 10, and he stays across uh, the country. So, my thing is, I want to treat those kids how I want somebody to treat my kid. Yeah. So, basically, I just try to make sure they have a great experience. Love it. When I uh, have extra gear, I try to give it to them. Just make sure they enjoy And actually, maybe if some of them do play football, encourage them that they – they can make it as far as I made it or even farther, honestly. So it's just basically creating a good experience and letting them know to believe in themselves and then just the atmosphere, you know. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, by, by us being small guys too, you know, we uh, we definitely uh, the leaders of the small guys, you oh, know, yeah, to let sure. the guys know that uh, that it doesn't matter how small you are. Uh, if you got the heart for it, if that's what you love to do, you can do it, you know. So you're like every ten year old kid's favorite player, right? That's what, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's small only by height. You're ripping out of that shirt. No, no, no. Yeah, I I hit a little little something. something. (laughs) Dexter Reese and Dello Davis joining us. We're talking obviously Gladiators football. Okay, tough L to start the season. That sucks. I don't ever want to talk about it again. We got a revenge game coming up in two weeks. Cool. We'll take advantage of that. Where's this team going to be at the end of the year, though? Champion. It's like that? A champion. champion. Yeah, he said the right word, champion. Yeah. A yep. champion. Another ring. It's going to be so good. <laughs> the Gladiators, you guys do so much for the community, and the community really embraces you. What's it like being out there in a the community? Like, you do all kinds of charity stuff. You're at schools. Like, just last week we were at a – uh, anti-bullying campaign at a uh, elementary and middle school. Yeah. Like you guys are in the streets every day for Albuquerque. That's that's what we do. We know we've been doing that for a while now. You know, uh, no, not just to get our name out there, just because that's just the right thing to do. You know, uh, Albuquerque don't have much of a, a pro pros team. You know, uh, they have the uh, the Isotopes um, just got the United, but um, the Gladiators are, are 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 your champions. The first team to come in professionally and win championships you know so for us to get out there and kids to know that and see that and know our different backgrounds from where we come from uh it's just amazing you know on you know just a duke the, the gladiator community itself duke city community you know so that's that we love doing it and um uh, and it, it's so crazy i'll be at the grocery store a kid or a mom or a dad to walk past hey 
you play for the Gladiators, you know, so it's almost like we're pretty famous here for what we do, not just on the field, though. It's right. in the community, right. you know, so I love it. Who is, who's the new young blood on the team? Who's the new guy that's come in and you didn't know they were going to have uh, that impact yeah. you thought they were going to have? Who's jumping out uh, to you? L, L, number three. Yeah? Uh, Roger Chapman. Yeah. Tell me some more about sure. it because I don't know yet. Uh, he's fast. And uh, <laughs> you put him <laughs> – you can, uh, he's the guy who, when I'm back at safety, I'll just tell – he just say, tell me what to do. And I'll be like, L, guard him. And I don't have to worry about him <laughs> anymore. It. But also, the guy's just an athlete. He can get – he can kick return with Dello. And honestly, if we ever need him on offense, he could definitely do that too. So he's just a great athlete, yeah. Where's he from? Uh, he's from Cali. He played college ball in Missouri. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, there you go. He's another Missouri guy. Well, Rolla, Rolla. He went to Rolla. Oh, okay. Yeah, he went to Rolla. So, and here's the thing about, like, Missouri and football. Like, the guys that love it from Missouri, they go to the very top at it. Like, the guys from Missouri that love football, they get very high at it. But guys find other loves than football in Missouri. Yep. There's, it's, it's a big basketball state. Guys play a lot of basketball yep. in Missouri. True. A lot of baseball players come True. out of Missouri. Baseball for sure. A lot of soccer players come out of Missouri. Sure. And, it's, no. and it's like if you become – if you're a football player from Missouri, it's because you loved football. It's not because yep. you were good at it. Because yep. yep. you loved it. Yep. Other options. And I – I feel like there's a similar energy in a lot of countries. It's all regional where you come out of. Yeah. No, but that's very true, though. Yeah. You know, if you really love it, you're going to definitely make it out because we, we are a, a city that a, a city of hustle, you know, and, uh, and if that's one of your hustles and grinds, you're going to do it, you know. I mean, look at me. Uh, I didn't have very many opportunities coming out of high school. Grades was all messed up and had to take the JUCO route. But I, I, I told myself one day, I'm like, man. Did you play at Howard? Is that right? Huh? City, I, I went to Kirkwood. Oh, school. Kirkwood, okay. Yeah, Kirkwood, yeah. And uh, so I told myself, uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to do big college or do the combines or anything. What can I do to still do what I love to do? Oh, arena football. And it's coming to St. Louis yeah. in Missouri. And it's like it was a blessing in disguise from me seeing that aspect and then going and looking at other videos, other leagues, and seeing that. And I'm like, oh, well. I can be a top arena player, maybe not NFL or CFL, but arena. I think I got it. I'm already in the door already. So, you know, like you said, with the hustle, with the grind, if you if you want to do it, you're gonna do it. Dexter, where are you from? I'm from Miami. Miami. Yeah. Culture shock here. Feel a little different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, I've been in Phoenix some too, so I guess the scenery is kind of same, but it's definitely a lot slower. It there's a pace to it here, right? Yeah, it is. yeah it's it it's is. almost it's the like the land of manana. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about South Beach being uh, arguably the best place in the country. Oh, Miami is the best city in the world. <laughs> it's like, the best city in the world. That was, that was an easy decision for Tyreek, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. It surprised me, but yeah, I can see him wanting to go down there. The, I don't blame him. I've the, been I've been twice, and I love the area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was shocking, man. I'm not gonna even lie. When it popped up on my screen, I'm like. I thought everything was good, you know, and it's one of them things like I didn't play football or something like I don't know how to trade stuff go and, you know, um, you know, different things in that nature. So when I seen it, I'm a fan myself. I'm like, oh, man, what? I thought they was good in Kansas City. Tyreek, he's leaving, but they get um, – they, they did. Kansas City just got a, a great pickup, uh, Juju, you know, Smith, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's the reason why, you know, and it makes sense. Well, and it's different when you get a guy with the caliber of Juju Smith-Schuster. Who I, I think they signed for like $3 million, but a bunch of escalators that get him to like 17, which yeah. aren't going to happen, boys. Yeah. He's not going to catch 150 balls. Yeah, yeah. Just not – I mean, then you got to no, get like – He might with no Robinson well, okay. and no Tyreek. Yeah, okay, yeah. take it all back. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true Yeah, there ain't nobody else to catch the ball except yep. for Kelsey and Juju yeah. now. Yep. Does NFL stuff say in your peripheral while you're, while you're playing the game, or is it all focused uh, on arena all season? Is it? Are you able to absorb, like, your hobbies and interests, or is it such a dedication that you can't stay up to speed with every draft pick and transition in the game that you love? 
it's so accessible these days then you always um, yeah. find out what's going on but yeah. uh yeah. yeah most of it pops up onto our phone That's you know right. espn yeah. apps bleacher yeah. report app so it's pretty much always accessible i mean uh i think the gladiators do a good job of getting us in for practice meetings and getting everything we have squared away so we can still handle our personal lives and just other stuff going on later on in the day. Yep. So they do a good job of us just letting us be able to do that. For the fan that's going to come out for the first time this weekend to see you guys play at home, what is the one thing they're going to see that they might not expect? Fast, crashing into the boards, great catches, touchdowns, one hands, over the wall. Uh, you're going to get bossed on in the stands. You're going to uh, see high scoring, great hard hitting. You know, it's, it's just it's, uh, great guys, great uh, tempo, of a, tempo of a game. You know, you're just going to see a, a fun atmosphere uh, on Saturday night at 6 p.m. I love everything about it. That's what's up. You guys familiar with the two men on drip? So, every time we have an athlete on the program, they got a big game immediately afterwards. Yeah. Now, we're not trying to put a jinx on it, boys. Yeah. I'm just saying, Dexter, when you pick off that ball this weekend, it wasn't an accident. It's because you're uh-huh. right here. Uh, I need it. We need it. We, we'll <laughs> take it. We'll take it. Hat come, baby. Dexter Reese and Della Davis joined us. Dexter, we're going to cut you loose because we're bringing Coach Ron Hudson, okay. and we're going to talk a bit about Ramon Atkins okay. and what he's going to be doing with the squad, and we'll do that after the break. Dello, okay. uh, stick around. Ask, ask about your new quarterback for a segment. Yes, sir. Yes, do sir. the absolute best. Where we get back, two men on live from O'Neill's in the Northeast Heights. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live at O'Neill's. Cannot believe it's 6.30 already because this show's so good. It goes so fast. Joining us, Ron Hudson, head coach of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, the football team up there. And you're joining us, coach, because your former quarterback is about to play for the Gladiators this weekend. What's up, guys? Yeah, that fires me up. He's a, he's a heck of a young man. He's a great player, and he's a great guy. He really is good. Dello Davis stuck around with us because he's the number one wide receiver. He's not got the quarterback's former coach. I mean, Dello, ask all the questions I need to ask. Like, <laughs> oh, what do the yeah. gladiators need to know about Ramon? Yeah, oh, Dello, man. you just get the scouting report. I'll take this off. Yeah. I'll just exactly. take this whole segment off. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you know, um, Ramon, so I, I understand he's a great kid. Um, yep. I met him this week. Uh, yep. He have a very strong going. Mm-hmm. How, how is he under pressure? Great under pressure. He's, he's tremendous under pressure. I tell you what, you know, he transferred in. And uh, I wasn't there with him his first year as they were kind of getting developed. But I was there, and I watched him this summer as I got to see him. And he's got a cannon for arm. Yes, he's he a really, really, really smart football player. He understands. He, he did what you'd expect a quarterback to do. He's the guy that was in every co- coach's meeting we had, watching film with us, talking game plan with us, talking checks with us. Uh, he ran the, the style of offense that we ran. He ran the show. He was free to check whatever he wanted to check. He Every run play we called, he decided what what uh, RPOs on each side. We didn't signal it. He called it. So he ran the game. He ran the show. He's intelligent. Um, and he's maybe one of the toughest guys I've ever seen. I mean, he's a he is a tough, tough. He got hit. He took a bunch of hits. And like I said, he, he led the nation in total offense through about seven or eight games. He finally got dinged there and ended up, I think he finished fourth or fifth in the country in total offense. But, but explosive player, tremendous arm. Great leader. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, he, he's definitely uh, got great size. Yeah. He's great size. I look at him like, oh, man. He looks you know? like a tackle. Yeah, he does. Six, so, uh, he six wa- four, 223, yeah, according he, he to walked, the scouting. He walked in practice at 4 in the morning. You know, I, uh, I didn't know he was coming, you know. So uh, I kind of made a joke to Coach at 430 in the morning getting out the car. I say, hey, Coach, my arm ready. I'm ready. I'm going <laughs> to lace our defense up. He come walking up. I say, I look, I say, what position you play? He like quarterback. I say, oh, man, y'all, sure you do. y'all ain't tell me about this. <laughs> but he comes in, and uh, like I said, he come in firing that ball, and 
I, whatever he talked to coach about, I guess coach told him, like, okay, whatever you do, go to Dello. Whatever you do. <laughs> Smart. So from the first start, the first four or five passes he got, I'm like, okay, you know, um, it's just a touch thing. It's, arena is a, a more about a touch more than a dart. Right. So once he get that understood, I know he's a very, he very smart. When I tell him something or ask him something, you know, he, he gives it, he, he responds well, you know. So um, my thing is arena ball or our offense is more like a one-minute offense. Right. As he is under one, in one-minute situation, you know. Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. I tell you, like I said, he ran our offense, so so mentally he understands protections. Mm-hmm. He knew when he was hot. He knew how to, how to adjust the protection. He, he knew for us how to check it and get us into runs instead of throws or vice versa. But under pressure, he was phenomenal. I mean, I'll tell you what, that, again, because the – we were uh, we ran a lot of empty protection, oh, so, so that's folks us. He, that's folks us. heated us up a lot, and he would stand in the pocket. He'd make he'd make make good decisions. He'd get the ball where he needed to be, and we had a guy at our place that's very similar to what you're talking about. We talked about this in the break. There, we have a young man, uh, C.J. Sims, who's a dynamic player, not a big guy, but but electric, fast, quick, a dynamic player with the ball in his hands, and that was basically the same kind of thing. He had a progression, but he, if he knew if he was ever in trouble, he could find C.J. Oh, that, so, that's so awesome. that's that's what he did, and they had that chemistry that they had that that feel together with each other and i can see him getting with you and and, and developing that chemistry uh i'm excited i'm excited i'm gonna come try to you watch him I, yeah i'm really am i'm yeah, excited i like to get watch you know we got tickets and all that so you know, i know we, it we i know good. it we all good, <laughs> exactly <bro>. right <laughs> y'all good coach yeah i will appreciate it and uh like i say uh, I, I'm, I'm just excited just ready to play with him and uh mm-hmm. get out there and one thing for sure he got a great mentor within Nate Davis. So once sure. I mean Nate yep. get out there if you yep. uh, you don't know much about Nate Davis uh NFL. Nate's, Nate's from Ohio. Nate's from you know from Blair, Ohio. No Cuz his older brother Jose Davis exactly. we coached it when I was at Kent State. Wow, okay, look at that it's connection, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know his brother, but I heard much about his brother. Great you player, know, yeah, another I, great player yeah, and a great heard, young man. Yeah, I yep. heard much about his brother. Yes, I have. So I know he, he he's definitely going to get the game and soak yep. it up. And, you know, it's just a tune on his when, a tune on his game for the outdoor one, the quick, fast twitch, like you said, getting the ball out your hands, you know. So I, I think he's going to be he's, – he's in a great, you know, uh, program to – you know, succeed in life. Absolutely. So, yes, well, you guys, you guys have a great team, period. You get, yes, sir. You have, start from the head coach on down. You guys have a great setup. You, you play fun football to watch. It's really exciting. I'm excited for him to be around you guys. Yes, sir. I mean, I think he's a talented young man. You know, I, I, I reached out to Coach Carter before a, a while back, and I said, hey, listen, he, we were talking about players, and I said, hey, I got a quarterback that I think is really special. Um, and I told him, he goes, we, we've, got a, we've got a great quarterback here. And I didn't realize Nate was here until he said it. Mm-hmm. And, and so we talked about him a little bit. But it was funny, uh, you know, when I, when I got uh, – Ramon reached out the other day, and he goes, hey, look, I'm going to go practice here. There's been an injury. You know, I, I think I have a chance maybe to compete here and play. And, and I was super happy for him, mm-hmm. not just because I, I know who he is, but I know what you guys are doing. I know your head coach. I know your staff. I know what's going on there. I think yes, it's sir. a great fit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dan, thank you so much. You know, mm-hmm. so Welcome yes, to the Dello and Coach Hudson. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> they they haven't said nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so no offense to a uh, friend of the show, friend in real life, IFL Offensive Player of the Year, Nate Davis. Oh, he's the best. Ramon got some wheels, too, for a big dude, yes, right? Yes, he does. Yes, he I does. mean, is, is this in the playbook already? You can call some more draws? Of course. We're make whatever makes him comfortable. That's yep. what we're going to do. We, uh, it, it's not about me. It's not about it's, it's about making him comfortable because he, he our general now. When, when yeah, you, you sit know. down with him, though, Dello, because I know you had that moment when you, were, when you first started playing arena where you, you're there and you're professional for the first time and it hits you. 
Like, how do you try to, like, calm that nerve before it for him? Is it the first hit that he takes? Is it is it warming up before the game? Like, what is that moment you're going to have with him that's going to help him be a pro? Just let me make your job easy. Yeah. Just just give it to me, make it, and let me get you get you rolling, and then you can make your other decisions. But I, I'm a, I'll make you right. You know, uh, I know the game, know how they move. I love film. I watch film. We watched a film this morning, and I was just talking with them, letting them know, oh, man, you see how this guy moved? I'm going to do this a little different, mm-hmm. though, you know, because other guys, we look at on other teams, they're all rookies, so they don't know exactly how to run the routes or who to uh, be looking at, uh, looking out for. So I'm just, you know, telling him this is who we look for when this play is called. This is what we do when this, and I'll let you know this by my movement where the ball goes, you know, because I'm the high-motion guy. I'm the middle guy. So I'm the one to determine, you know, kind of where the offense moves. So just let me help you make your job easy, and everything else will fall in place. What do you think of uh, Nate and Ramon's relationship already? I know it's really new. Are they sitting around in Tom Brady pajamas, like watching film, <laughs> not, like not eating just popcorn? Yet. Uh, <laughs> Nate, 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 Nate been nursing. You know, uh, he's uh, been nursing right now. So not just yet, but uh, today was his first day back at practice, and uh, w- w- he was able to uh, see Ramon and see how he get the ball out. So like I said, um, we all went to film together, and he gave him a couple tips also. You know, so um, like I said, these next couple days is going to be um, the fine-tuning and you know, to see um, kind of our game plan going, in, you know, into, into his first game and, uh, you know, just to make it easier for him, you know. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Nate and Coach Brody and uh, Coach Sherm is going to make his job easy. All right, Coach, I need you to give Della one tip here, all right? Final play of the game. Yep. Got to get a score. Yep. You know what is in that bread basket for Ramon. You know mm-hmm. what he's going to be able to do to make sure the team comes through. What's that call on the final play where you got to get a handful of yards to put your team on top? Again, depending on where you want, he's he's. If you're in tight, a, a, a nice a nice square and a nice slant in there. But if you if you got to cover some ground, he has great touch on a deep sideline ball. Okay, he has a he has great touch. Okay. he'll drop that sucker. He'll rainbow that yep. in and drop yep. it right into you. I have seen it already. Well, I, I, caught, I caught one already, so I know exactly <laughs> what, you're about. what you're talking about. So, so, so Ramon ain't gonna scare. No, he doesn't scare. He's from Gary, Indiana. Oh, no. Shout out, shout, out, shout out to Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Gary. <laughs> yeah. Ramon's going to be fine in every situation. Yeah, we was talking about the snow this morning. You know, guys all complaining like uh, they in a group message. Do we got practice at 3 o'clock in the morning? Do we got practice? Practice still going? And uh, so we get to practice and uh, we get to talking and he like, uh, this snow, why you guys are afraid of this is the slushy snow. That's what he called it. I'm like, this is true because I'm from St. Louis, Midwest. And, he, and so he told me where he was from. I'm like, oh, well, we definitely got a connection with the Midwest thing already. So, you know, for sure. Uh, he don't look like he's scared. He like he, he, got, he got the calm look at all times, you know. So and I, I love it. Dell Davis, we're going to cut you loose. We're going to finish out with Coach Ron Hudson. We're going to talk about you got your first practice of the year coming up this weekend. Coming up Saturday, yes, yep. sir. So we're going to talk Saturday. about Little Highlands football, and we're going to finish the program off. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Well, my cheeks hurt, boys. My cheeks hurt from laughing. Because <laughs> we just had to hang out with Dello Davis for 45 minutes. Dude's so funny. He's a rock star. I tell you what. In, like the lying. Radio Dello is like, hey, here's a lot of sports inside. Here's football. As soon as the microphone goes off, like you can't get a joke in. Like He's only jokes. Coach Ron Hudson's with us, head coach of your New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Wow, spring practice starts Saturday, coach. <laughs> Fired up. Start Saturday. Can't wait. I mean, like. 
It's here, though. Like, yeah. you, you are the head coach of the program. You got, like, your guys are in here. Like, we're ready to go, and it's 930 on Saturday. I'm going to be right there. You know, I'm not going to miss it. What am I going to see, though? Yeah, I tell you what. I t- you know, I first of all, I'm blessed. I'm very, very fortunate to be the head coach there. Uh, I love Highlands. I love the kids we've got in our program. We've got a great staff. I'm really, really excited about what we've got there. But what you're going to see, you know, we've made a commitment. I, I'm a big believer in this. I'm very philosophical when it comes to programs and, and, and culture and, and what you need to do to be successful. Uh, it's, it's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of coach speak, I guess you'd say. Uh, more games are lost than won. Okay? There's, there's a, every week more talented teams lose to lesser talented teams. That's almost cliche. It happens so often. Uh, so, so the bottom line is this is the greatest team game ever invented. It's phenomenal. You, you have to have so many players on the same page doing the same thing the right way, the right time. So you're going to see us start this thing, especially here going through spring practice, with a lot of fundamentals, with a lot of individual. Uh, you know, we're going to, we'll go we'll go two to two and a half hours every day because we want to make sure we don't want to we don't want to cut our individual time short. We'll, we'll start from stance and start. We'll start with ball security. We'll hit ball security and ball takeaways every day. We'll hit tackling every day, whether we're in pads or not. We'll do some form of ball security drill. We'll do some form of tackling, whether it's fit up. Whether if we're in pads, it's full tackling, uh, any anything like that. We're trying to make sure that we're as fundamentally sound a football team as we can be. You know that there's there's tons of X's and O's. Uh, we I like our plan on both sides of the ball and the special teams, but none of that matters if we're not really good at the fundamentals of the game. So that's really what we're going to start off with. We're going to make sure we're the most fundamentally sound team in the conference. So for all your players listening right now. No sweatpant days. We're going right into the pads. Day one, you're going for we, it. We won't. We won't the first day. We'll be out there in helmets the first day. We're going to run around. They, now they won't be. In, I don't. I won't see them in sweatpants. But but we're going to get out there and run around. We're going to lather up now. We, I promise you this. They'll know they've been through a practice after that day. We just put a hard segment into Ramon Atkins moving on to become a professional football player. But you got to have someone taking the snaps for you, coach. Yeah, we do. Talk to me a little bit about Zeke Payne. Talk to me about he's a transfer, right? Okay, we got we got exactly. We have Zeke. And then we have uh, Gabe Gordiola. They're both transfers. Zeke's from Palomar okay. out in California, and Gabe's from, from Nimi. And Gabe's a New Mexico guy. There we go. So, uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, and then we've got Aiden Barco, Hunter Watts, and, and Taffrey Peterman. They're holdovers from last year. So we've got five guys in there that will be getting reps early on and give, give ourselves a chance to see who, who's, who's going to kind of step up a little bit. But uh, we're excited about the group. You know, it's we've got all – Having, having Gabe and Zeke in here for spring ball is huge. So all five of those guys have been competing all winter. They've been running around, competing their tail off, in meetings, learning the offense. So when they take the field, you'll see a bunch of guys ro- rotating early on as we get a fit. They won't all get reps all spring. They'll kind of separate themselves. But I'll be honest with you, I don't know, because they've all got different talents. You know, we've got some kids that are more athletic than others. We've got some kids with big arms. Uh, you know, like I said, we were excited to get to get those two transfer guys come in because we felt like we needed some depth and needed some more competition at that spot. So we've got it now. But I tell you what, you you when you look out there, you know, uh, when you were talking about Ramon, uh, you know, we this is a sidebar. He had a pro day here last week, and when they walked out there, the scouts and and some of the other players are like, that guy's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Aiden Barco, when you look at Aiden Barco, you'll see the same That's a big thing. Boy. That's a big old sucker with a big arm. Called a couple games yep. with him last year. Yeah, played a couple games last year. He was a baby. Had to put him in there a little bit, so he got some reps. Felt heat. Yep, he did. Yeah. He felt heat, took some hits, threw some touchdowns. You know, uh, was really exciting to watch him grow and blossom. So the competition at, at the quarterback spot is going to be hot for us. 
So you're a coach. You've done it all. Um, I don't want to talk about X and O's. I want to talk about culture. Yes. Yep. When you're not talking about the playbook, you're mm-hmm. not talking about special groups, what are you telling the boys? Well, that's what we that, – honestly, that's the difference. I think that's the secret in this game is your culture. You know, when, when you can get guys doing things the right way all the time, you've got a chance to be successful regardless of, of what kind of scheme you do. Uh, you know, I've been around some, some, some great programs and some programs that weren't very good. And I'll be honest with you, the thing that made the great programs great, in my opinion, was the culture, was, was, was the toughness and the discipline that they had in, the, in that program. So when you start talking about – I talk about culture all the time. I talk about us doing things right, the little things right all the time. You know, we have uh, – I'll give you an example. We, uh, when I took over, we, we instilled a five-minute rule. So everything you have to be at, whether it's class, study hall, weights, meetings, it doesn't make any difference what it is. You need to be there five minutes early and ready to go. If you're not five minutes early, okay, there's a consequence. Now, there's another consequence if you're late, but there's a consequence if you're not five minutes early. And, and the reason is because, because t- time, what you put your time into is what you care about. So if, if, if you're looking at time and you're focused on time and you're getting to places on time, then you care about what you're doing. If you're a guy that strolls in late or right as the class starts or right as the meeting starts, then there's other things on your mind. And it's okay to have other things on your mind at certain times of day, but when it's time for these things, when it's time for, to go to class, when it's time for weights, when it's time for meetings, when it's time for practice, it's, you better be folks to be ready to go. We, you know, if a guy's not there five minutes early for study hall, he's got some up-downs. He's gonna, we're going to make sure we understand. We're not trying to beat him up, but we want to make sure that there's a consequence so they understand it's important to get there early. Those little things, those little dis- self-disciplined things, are, make a huge difference when you get out in the, in the game and things start going crazy and you're tired, you're fatigued, everything's moving fast. When you rely on your fundamentals and the details of how you've been coached, that's the difference in the game. I, I feel like he's talking directly to me, Fred. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot in there that I, I need to, to practice. I'm not going to lie. The Cowboys <laughs> finished the year on a little 4-1 and one run, which was pretty exciting because it was a tough start for the Cowboys last year. It was. And obviously the decision made by Andrew Ealing and the university to bring you in as the head coach, uh, you got in. First thing you do is look at the transfer portal. First thing you do is look at New Mexico athletes. Yep. So I guess those are two first things. Yep. As you're drawing from both of those first things, talk to me about building the team for this upcoming season. Talk to me about the importance of New Mexico athlete, mm-hmm. and then talk to me about the importance of bringing in athletes who can compete through the transfer portal. Absolutely. Well, let me say this first, and, 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 and I'm going to hit a sidebar. The first thing I did was recruit the guys we had in the program. There you go. And, and I oh, wanted to tell them, yeah. and honestly, because the culture was going to be different, because we were going to do things in a manner that I felt was the right way to do things, so I wanted to educate them. I, I, honestly, I wanted, I wanted to, to give them a chance. I wanted them to say, hey, listen, this is how we're going to do things. We're going to be on time. Uh, I, and I told them, I said, I'm not going to apologize for doing whatever we got to do to make sure you get a college degree. If it means you got to spend 10 hours in study hall instead of six, then you're in there 10. Right. If I've got to get you up and run you because you didn't go to class, I'm going to do that. Number one priority is you're going to get a college degree. Love that. And if that's not something you're interested in, then maybe this isn't the place for you. And the next thing is everything we do, we're going to do, we're going to do right, we're going to be on time, and we're going to care about our brothers, we're going to care about our teammates, Boom. we're going to care less about ourselves than we do about them. So that was the first thing I did was I recruited them, and I wanted to make sure they understood I didn't want there to be any mistakes. This is how the program's going to roll going forward. And if, if a guy wasn't interested in doing that, then it's okay. Let me know. We can part ways. I can, heck, I'll help you. I'll help you find a spot. And everybody came in. There you All go. those guys came back, and they, they, they sunk their teeth into it. 
uh, I, I can't tell you how proud I am. So once we got that started, I got started to hire the staff, literally the first thing, and you and I talked about this before, my, my, I, got, I signed my contract that, that day. I, I called a bunch of guys, told them, hey, look, I'm the new head coach. That The next thing I did was I got in my car and I drove to Albuquerque and I started recruiting high school, New Mexico high school kids. We have very, very few New Mexico kids on our team. Okay, uh, the, the, the Division II football, if for, for most teams that are competing at the national level, there's a pretty good mix between local talent and transfers, whether it's transfer portal or junior college kids. That's just how the, the, the Division II level works. So you understand that going in. But I believe this. I believe if you have too much of any one thing, you're going to have a problem. You don't, you don't have a good solid foundation. You don't have a good mix. Uh, I, I think there's good football players in New Mexico. I think there's some phenomenal coaches in New Mexico. And I thought we were missing the boat. You know, ha- having a chance to watch this a little bit, I felt like there was an ingredient we were missing, and that was the pride and the toughness of New Mexico kids. So I want to bring some New Mexico kids in here. Coach, we're at the end of it, which is unfortunate because I feel like I could do this for an hour. Yeah, you? you ain't lying. Go over a straight hour with yeah. you. It's a really good program. Lastly, though, Saturday practice open to the public or no? Open to the public. Come on, come watch us. We'll be on the field at 930, going until noon. It'll be a bunch of fun. I'll, I'll be there. I'm going to laugh a lot. Van, you did great. I did great. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Monday, Burke. Go, Raja. Hey, thank you, Coach. You're the best. Thanks, Coach Hudson. Bye. Thank you, guys.